0: Good morning, and welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, tough times for poor LeBron James. He's stuck with Russ, and now his own son is upstaging him. He's like, <laughs> We're that, took over the whole night. There's
2: no such thing as being stuck with someone. Really? There's always an hour. Well, you're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. I have to yeah. see. No, Ernestine. It happened to she, be. She would echo that. So, how did she? She we, was
1: your biggest fan, right?
2: Let now. me ask you a question. When you got home yesterday, what did she say to you? First uh, thing, as soon as you hit the door. We had a little
1: talk. <laughs> yeah. Or I should say, she spoke and I listened. Okay, yeah. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I apologize. I'm on your side, Ernestine. Yep. Boy, well, you've got her back.
0: <laughs> Smart man. And I've skip. got a wrap. I can still help you with those jewelry selections. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, tons to get to. So let's jump right in. In a matchup between under 18 California and French select squads, Ronnie James's right handed poster slam was the highlight of the game. Ronnie's dad, of course, the king. Naturally, he tweeted, in excitement, along with other notable stars, including Steph Curry. Skip tweeted about the play as well. And Skip, it became a national trend again. <laughs> Shannon, before Skip jumps in. What was your reaction when you first saw Bronny's dunk?
2: Well, first of all, Skip, I had no idea he was going to dunk this basketball because he's traveling at such a high rate of speed. He's on the left-hand side, he has the ball in his right hand. Normally, what happens is guys lay the ball up with their left hand because the defender is in between them and the basket. So I had no idea, because he's traveling so far and you watch where he lands, it lets you know just how fast he was traveling. Being an old track and field guy, Skip, I was a long jumper, and what you try to do is build up as much speed as you possibly can on the runway, Takeoff so you can fly through the air. You go back and look at history, the great long jumpers from Bob Beeman yep. to Mike Powell, yep. to Carl Lewis, Dwight Phillips, Echeverria. Those guys had tremendous speed on the runway. Bronny james dunked this ball traveling at such a high rate of speed i still don't know how you pulled it off skip you see you don't see very many nba players dunk the ball in their right hand on the left side with the defender between them and the basket so it was very impressive it got my attention Me and too. skip every time i watch this young man play he gets better and better he gets better and better He's shooting the ball better. He is. He's get He's handling the ball better. He is. He's, a, he's he, he was always a defender because he'll play the passing lanes. He does a tremendous job. I don't know where he was ranked at the start of last year compared to where he's ranked now. I think uh, right now he's the number 39th ranked senior in the country by ESPN, number 43 by 24-7. He's a four-star recruit. Scored a game high twenty-five points yesterday, but Skip, if you watch this man blossom from the time that we first he first enrolled at Sierra Canyon yep. to where he is now, you can tell he's putting in the work. Now he has Skip the, the thing that's working against him, and maybe some people say it's working for him is that his dad. The comparisons are always going to be there. Have, having a son. And knowing what my son went through, because every time he didn't do something, your dad would have done that. Your dad could have made that play. You're not as fast as your dad. You're not as big as your dad. You're not as good as your dad. What do we give, Bronny? 6'3"? Yeah, that's what they list him as, 6'3". All right, But, Skip, and I think that's also, if he was 6'8", and was being able to do this now. Because if you look at Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson 6'6", is different than Allen Iverson at 6'1". LeBron James happened to be 6'9", and extremely athletic. Yep. Athletic 6'1 guys don't get the attention that an athletic 6'9 guy get. Mm-hmm. So, LeBron, so Bronny, uh, LeBron James Jr., Bronny, that was an under, unbelievable display of athleticism. Skip, I had no idea. I just thought he was going to lay the ball up, and I'm saying, well, if he's going that fast, it's still, laying the ball up when you're traveling that fast, it's going to carry him pretty hard off the backboard. So I, he was in between a rock and a hard place, and I believe he did the only thing that he could do. Is that he dunked it, and I think he caught—he caught the world by surprise. He damn sure caught me by surprise, Skip, because I still don't—I still don't know how, at that rate of speed, the ball in his right hand, he was able to pick the ball up and get it over the defender into the basket on an outstanding play. You won't see very many NBA players dunk the ball like that between with a defender between them and the basket, going at that rate of speed.
1: Okay. I agree with every word you just uttered. Now, I'm going to step back before I focus just on the dunk, and I'm going to say, for the record, I have always been extremely positive when it comes to Bronny James. Yes. In, in large part, in the biggest picture, because he th- this young man has always stood so strong underneath the burden of the <laughs> name he was given. <laughs> yeah. LeBron James, LeBron Ramon James, named him Junior. (laughs) Junior. LeBron Ramon James Mm Junior. Listen, it's it's the (laughs) ultimate burden to put on your firstborn, and this young man has stood so strong underneath it that it appears that he is unfazed by it. Yeah. Do you sense that? I mean, I'm not that close to the situation, but from a distance, I don't. it, It it doesn't appear to to bother him, distract him. No irritate him he he always seems very even
2: keel with it skip you remember on the shot when lebron was having a discussion he asked him he said well what do you want to do with this he said i want to make well, want i want my own name i want to make my own thing he says okay let's get it
1: okay well at least he is brawny he so yes. took on a whole different idea lebron said he
2: changed his name yeah. he's the one that started calling himself Seth Bronny said, and not ron jr
1: okay now i've also been very impressed with this young man's basketball progress because I'm with you, every time I see a highlight or an extended reel of him, yes. I say, he's getting better. Yes, He has his father's gift for seeing it before it happens right. and distributing the basketball. He looks to be a little better outside shooter than his father yes. is, just a little bit better. Or at least at that age. At that age. And yet this play, took my breath away because I saw some athletic ability that I see more in Bryce than I see in Bronny. Mm-hmm. Bryce seems to have more of LeBron's explosive athleticism, but Bryce has been a late bloomer. I've been very positive about Bryce. Okay, so it shocked me last night when my tweet exploded because I, I wasn't criticizing Bronny. I was merely commenting On a young man who is going to be a focal point for this show and everybody else Mm -hmm. from this point forward. Because I'm going to remind everybody, Bronny is almost 18 years of age. Yes. And I'm going to remind everybody that Bronny is going into his senior year and that we constantly discuss on this show, in two years, will he be good enough to play alongside his father in his father's year 22? 22. You're twenty-two. Will Bronny be good enough to be a first round pick or a second round pick at six three ish? I don't know. Could he grow to six four? Maybe. Maybe. But usually by this age, wouldn't you agree this is about it? Right. Wouldn't you say six probably uh, gonna be unless bad? you're Anthony
2: Davis or uh, well, <laughs> uh, David Rob
1: or oh, David Robinson? Yeah, they took off. Yep. Okay. So the, the point is when when this took off I I look back at my tweet and I said, I didn't intend this as criticism. I I intended it as a commentary on what I saw because I said, hey, Bronny, this is my tweet. Impressive. But your dad would have dunked it left-handed. His dad is ambidextrous. Right. And most NBA players, remember, Bronny goes coast to coast on the play. Right. So so he gets up the head of steam. Then he crosses over his defender and gets him backpedaling a little off balance. Then as he goes up, I'm expecting it to be a left-handed slam, and at the last second, almost like spur of the second, he decides to dunk it with his inside hand right. on, on a much taller. The defender looks <laughs> like he's four inches tall. Exactly. Right? Well, you're dunking it right into the teeth of the defender. Correct. You're 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 risking, he's going to get a hand on the basketball, if not make you eat the basketball, right? yes. Like tie you up with with a a hand on the ball. Correct. Okay, so that surprised me, but but my last line, but you sure got away with it, though, because he got away with it because it was so fast. It was lightning fast dunk, and it took, you could see everybody in the arena, they were just knocked over by it because you didn't see it coming because it was so last second that the 6'3 kid, full, he, he's going as fast as he can run with a basketball. Right. Boom. And he he one hand slams it with his right hand right. into the, okay, so I'm just commenting about this. Well, I don't read my comments on Twitter, so at the end of the night, Ernestine, who's barely speaking to me, thanks to you.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, thanks to you. You
1: did it to me. I just wrote the topic and you just took off. And and she says, well, you did it again. I don't look at my mentions. And she said, I'm getting a bunch of Google alerts. You're, you're getting ripped for ripping this poor kid. Like, right. you gotta lay off the kid. And she was on, as usual, LeBron's side and Bronny's side. You gotta lay off him. And I said, well, I, n- number one, I didn't rip him. Number two, he's almost 18 years of age. And number three, I tried to explain to her that there are three huge narratives right now in the National Basketball Association. Number one, where is KD going to play? Right. Number two, will Russ ever be traded for Kyrie straight up in some way, shape, or form? Mm -hmm. Will they they trade places? And what's the third biggest narrative, if not it rivals number one and two, is will LeBron be able to play with Bronny and or Bryce, but but just Bronny. Let's just keep it to Bronny. Will LeBron be able to play with Bronny within two years? Right. Will Bronny go to Duke? Will Will LeBron manage to get the rule rescinded somehow that, that he didn't have to deal with? Because right. remember when LeBron was 18 years of age, he's played an NBA game at Sacramento and yep. scoring, what was it, 25? 25. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well so Bronny's of age where— it seems like it's fair game to comment on his growth, on his right. development,
2: because we need to know. Well, I just think the thing is, people took it as that you're trying to compare an 18-year-old to arguably one of the one or two best players in NBA history. And I think that was that was the, where the, the, the fallout came from, Skip. Not that you were saying, oh, da- uh, your dad would have dunked that. It's like you're making a comparison between... Junior and the dad and I think the thing is, is for me is that I was thinking right-handed player He's gonna to get to his dominant side and which is the right side mm-hmm. and then now I I got my body now I can put but he goes he's dribbling with his left hand which lets you know that he's been working on his handle with feel Handy He's dribbling as fast as he is with his left hand all of a sudden He shifts it back to his
1: right hand with the defender between him and the basket. It's, he goes over him Okay, but again his father has the. I always say it. Yes. Has the highest IQ in basketball, and and it's like father like son. And I'm sure his father would think the same thing. It'd be uh, LeBron would say, "Damn, he dunked it with his right, right
2: hand." But Skip, you have to understand. Although he's very athletic, you're yeah. talking about off the chart athleticism with a six nine guy in LeBron James versus a six three guy in Bronny. I believe Bronny is more uh, uh, athletic than Bri- than uh, uh than Bryce is, but I think with the height. Bryce is a better shooter than his dad and Bronny is at this age. At the very same age, Bryce is the better of the shooters. Okay. Now, you see, Skip, he's starting to sprout. He's probably, he looked like he's like 6'5 already. Was he a freshman? <laughs> so he looks like and, he might have get the dad's gene
1: as far as height. Okay, and, and yet, I need to make the point. LeBron has never ever tried to protect Bronny from the spotlight. No, like he's welcomed the spotlight. Right, he has thrust him into the spotlight yeah. via social media. He's constantly playing proud papa. He, he put up the video. I love the video the other day with the three of them just rotating with, dunking with, yeah, with at handy. the Laker facility. Yeah, yep. well, it's a beautiful thing because yep. that's the first time I looked at Bryce and I said, "Wait a second, he's, Bryce he's can up. get up." <laughs> yeah, and and just the movement was more LeBron esque. And the power and the physique and and I don't know, so Bronny is going to be in a spotlight. Whether you, and I think he loves me. Well, I think in the, the thing is, Skip,
2: is that LeBron understands because LeBron went through that gauntlet. LeBron lived he? it and came through the age. And so now he's like, I can't, I can't shield him from
1: everything. He has to become his own man. He has. Well, to, he, he could have tried. Yeah, he yeah, could have kept him completely out of spotlight, but he put him right in it and said. You grow up right yes. before our very eyes, and he did. I'm
2: I just think, telling you. I think Bronny embraced it also. Oh, did he? I, I think he hadn't shied away. He understands what comes with the territory. Living in a household with a daddy that's, that's as popular, that's as well-known, that's as criticized, as highly criticized as yep. he is. LeBron James, is, what you try to do, Skip, is that you try to prepare your kids the best way you can to enter into this world because the world is not fair, the world is not nice, and there are things that's going to be said and done to you that you're going to have to overcome, and Daddy can't protect you. Once you
1: leave these four walls— Daddy never protected him. No. Daddy fire-tested this kid. Yeah. He put him right out there for everybody to see. Right. And wittingly or unwittingly, I I believe that Bronnie became— is this fair to say? The most famous high school player since LeBron James? Yeah, well, skip well, how could he not be? He might have like somewhere
2: between three and five NIL deal. But when he goes to college... Okay. 3 to $5 million right. in NIL deals.
1: Okay. Is he going to go to college? I don't know. Is he going to go straight to the G League? Is he going to play a year overseas? What would he do?
2: I, well, I think that's something him and his dad, which one is going to prepare you the best to get ready to come into the NBA? Okay. I think that's something that you have to look at.
1: W- would his dad love to see him go to Duke for at least a year? Well, if Coach K was still there, that would probably be there. the case. I thought of that this morning. Is there something you want him to go to Ohio State just because it was LeBron's school? Right. I have, I
2: have no right. idea. I mean that that that's something that you research, kind of like what Peyton Peyton and and Eli and Arch and Cooper they probably all sat down. Who can best prepare Arch Manning, which is the, oh, the you know the, the grandson of Archie? Which can who can best prepare him to get ready to go to
1: the NFL? Because that's what all this is about. Hey, okay, but it looked like all three of the elders Manning stayed out of his way and right. let him pick Sarkeesian. Yes, right, because there was no pull, no no encouragement to go to Tennessee, no. or Ole Miss. But you look at right. you look at Sark's track
2: record with uh. uh uh, uh, Matt Liner okay, and all, all right. these quarterbacks, yep. Carson Palmer's okay. and all these guys that he's worked with along the way. I think he, I think he was there with Tua for for he a was. second, yep. and uh, um, and Bryce Young, Ooh. and he had. Uh, uh, Mac Jones. Yep. So his resume is pretty impressive for working with quarterbacks and getting them to the next level, getting them prepared to play at the next level. So that's a factor, Skip. If I want to play at the next level, who's going to best prepare me to play at that level? Okay. And so
1: I think that's what's going to go into. It. Obviously, it'll be his decision. But, but but Arch said, I don't want to follow in your footsteps, no, no, no. see or either oh, your hey, footsteps, Ole oh, miss. miss. I'm I'm going to blaze my own trail to Austin, Texas. Yes. Well, okay.
2: So, But the question was, let me ask you this. Do you believe if Sarkisian was at Tennessee or Sarkisian was at Ole Miss, do you think it would have been different? I understand you want to blaze your own trail, but who gives you the best who prepares you the best while you're in college? Because you got to be there for three years, Skip. Who's going to best prepare
1: you to take that next step? I have been around Sark enough to tell you he speaks great quarterback. Yes. He's fun to talk to, mm-hmm. and you can immediately connect with him because he's got a, a deeper connection with right. young people right. where, where you just feel like he, he's a cool right. guy and i believe that that it was a personal connection for mm-hmm. that kid i just like being around him. right and and he obviously he, he doesn't have a great track record of developing pro football players in fact i, I can make the case that <laughs> both the uncles and the the Didn't grandfather yeah, no, no more right yes
2: yeah. No, well, no, there's we'll no call. question, my but There's no question about the uncle. Yeah. There's no question about the uncle. Especially the uncle that to, that was the Indian in the Denver Broncos. There's no question. Well, he no, knows more. The
1: other uncle's Rain Man, so I'm mm-hmm. like, well, isn't he? I mean, my
2: God, I think I he's got genius. You've just never forgiven him for I, what I he haven't. did to, Well,
1: I don't know how he did but, it.
2: But, but you know, skill, when I when I look at him and to um, like I said, I had Ken Griffey Jr. on my podcast. Yep. And he was like, you know, we know what Griffey was. I mean, he got called up to the, to the major at 19. And he was like, his son is playing. His son was a very good baseball player. And he struck out one day, and, and, and the, uh, one of the parents that looked at Griffey uh, Jr. and said, he ain't, like, he ain't like his dad. He's like, well, who is? Name five baseball players that were Ken Griffey Jr. And so the expectations, oh, think about that. Oh, I, Your I dad it. is Ken Griffey Jr. Your dad is LeBron James. How do, you, how do you live up to that? It's like Magic Johnson's kid or, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Larry Bird have, having a son. Okay. And that's the expectation. You expect okay. that, it normally misses a generation. Okay. But,
1: but remember, LeBron is the one pushing the narrative, I want to play with yes. my son in the NBA. So it heaps pressure, like completely unfair pressure yes. on this young man to live up. To that narrative, because isn't that his father's fondest dream is yeah. to, to finish playing with Bronny?
2: Because it's such a unique situation. It's only been done in baseball with Ken Griffiths Jr. and Ken Griffith Sr. I think the holes, maybe maybe that Man, happened. You brought it up. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not really I'm not sure. sure. I, th- sure. I, th- I think we maybe a, an exhibition or something and, and they, they played together, maybe something like that. But what's the likelihood of us seeing another situation where a father's son in NBA play alongside each other. I don't know, I mean, could Tom stay around long enough to, for yeah. his, own, his son to, because you basically have to have a child at about 19, 18, 19, and you'd have to stay around for that length of time. Probably more common in baseball, Skip, got to be really good. You can get down and come right back up to the minors. Or, 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 you know, if you're good. I mean, because what Griffey did, he didn't even go to college. Yeah. He went down to the minor, then boom, he was back up that And his dad. They made a situation, and they got an opportunity to play together. But this is such a unique situation. It's almost too. LeBron has to stay around. Even if he's on fumes, he has to stay around just long enough to see. Even if he goes that, they're skipping down the same court, LeBron gives you two points. Bronny gives you no
1: points. It happened. It we happened. saw it. We witnessed it. Okay. So I try to follow Bronny's progress through the rating services, but his fortunes rise and fall, and right. I can't. You you read off a couple yes. of them. And they're not that impressive. But then I watch this, and I see highlights, and I say, I don't know. I think he's got a chance yeah. to be pretty good.
2: I think the only thing that's really holding him back is his height. Six 6'3". I believe had if, if he's playing, if he's like this, and he's 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", there's no question about it. You can't coach height. LeBron James, with, I don't believe LeBron James could have been the player that he was if he was six if 6'5", 6'4". six five, six Agreed. four. But what makes him unique? Kevin Durant, what makes Kevin Durant unique? Yeah, he's extremely skilled. He's skilled at seven foot tall. There are a lot of skilled 6'3", six, 6'4", six, yep. guys that don't, get the counter, and, that don't and garner and do the kind of respect. Do
1: not underestimate Magic and Bird both yes. being 6'9". Yes. yes, because we had
2: never seen a point guard. 6'9", uh, uh, Mr. Russell played center. Most of the 6'9 guys played center. Yep. They played power forward. You weren't thinking about being no point a two. You weren't even a two guard, let alone a point guard. So he brought something that was very, very unique to the table. LeBron James, the guy that's been able to handle the basketball. He's appendectious. He hey, can score. He can rebound. He can facilitate. Yeah, that's very unique. But at 6'3", Skip, I
1: mean, I think so that's the only thing to feeling? Will he play with his father? If you had to bet on it today, yes. you say yes, he'll be yes. good enough to live up to playing alongside him in an NBA they're, game. They're,
2: they're going to play an NBA game together. Okay. But what's your
1: gut on his ceiling in the NBA?
2: Hell, I, I'm thinking if he, can, if he can just make it to the NBA and be sixth or seventh man. I agree eighth man. with that.
1: That's, that's how I sense it right now. But I, I do think there's a really good chance yeah. that they would play together.
2: I mean, the likelihood of him being close or half of what his dad is, the odds are so stacked against him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at
1: Jordan's kids. They, they're, no, they, they tried to play. Yeah. It. U-
2: a U- U- one window. Uh, one. Yeah. Yep. UFC. Yeah. One went to Illinois that ended up transferring. It's not easy when your dad is that, that large. No, Th- this is the hardest ever.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. As soon as KD and Kyrie watch conclude guys, I think Ronnie watch will begin. <laughs> It'll be something to see. That's for sure. All right, Skip, we got to talk about your Cowboys a little bit. Are they desperate enough to consider giving Antonio Brown a call? Maybe. Mm. And would KD actually retire before he ever puts on a Nets uniform again? Skip and Shannon dive into both of those topics on the other side. No mercy.
3: When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys. My ride or dies. My crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, Just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
1: begins here.
0: Heading into this upcoming season, Dak Prescott's only proven receiver is CeeDee Lamb. Amari Cooper, gone. Michael Gallup going to miss week one. And rookie Jalen Tolbert uh, only caught two of seven targets in the preseason opener. Over the weekend, Antonio Brown offered up his services to Dallas. He told TMZ, quote, tell Jerry Jones to call me. Shannon, we've been turning this situation over. Can you see Jerry actually taking a shot on A.B.?
2: Hell no. I thought A.B. was retired. Wasn't he retired? Remember, he put that thing out that, you know, his greatest regret is the yada, yada, yada. I thought, hold on, wait a minute. What about that surgery? Skip, what about the surgery that his agent said that he needed immediately?
1: career-threatening ankle injury.
2: What about what A.B. said, I'm not having surgery till I sign with a team? What team would be stupid enough to sign Antonio Brown and then him have surgery? I mean, I'm just... Does he realize that, like, there's recording and mechanism now that when you say things, we can go back and... A.B., you said you and your agent said you needed surgery immediately, that it was career-threatening. You said you weren't having surgery... Unless you side with a team, when you side with a team, that's when you have surgery. You just said three, four days ago you were retiring. This is what I know about Antonio Brown's kid. He's been on four teams: the Steelers, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Bucks, and it's ended horribly. Now you can be foolish enough to say, you know what? AB has changed his ways. He's learned his lesson. He's learned absolutely nothing. He's selfish. It's all about AB. And what happens when he doesn't? What happens when Dak is feeding a CD? Now, they were, they're, they're hell-bent on making C.D. the number one receiver. They are. In order to get a number one receiver, Skip, sometimes you got to get force-feeding. Mm. And that's what they're looking to do with C.D. So how is A.B. going to handle that? Skip, the man was getting balls. At, uh, uh, sometimes they forego Mike Evans. They forego Chris Godwin. Let A.B. get his catches. Got his money the year before. He was just great. Now, all of a sudden, he didn't get his catches, and he starts bucking. Yep. Why would Jerry bring that into this situation? The last thing you want. Is a terrible teammate. He's an awful teammate. I don't care what anybody, I don't care how immensely talented he was. He's a terrible teammate. It's all about him. And when you play team sport, it can't be all about you. If you want it to be all about you, play golf, mm-hmm. play tennis, play a sport where it's all about you. If you don't like the way something, smash your racket like a John McEnroe or a Kirigos. Mm-hmm. Do that. Or golf, throw your putt in, break your irons, or throw them in the lake or something. You can do that. But when you play football, it's about the team. And he doesn't seem to get that he gets it. He doesn't care to get it. Mm. And they made all these excuses. But I, I can't wait to see y'all comments about this. Tell you, man, that man ankle. B.A. made him go out there on a bum ankle. The man needs surgery. I want to see A.B. When is A.B. going to have this surgery that was career-threatening? Now, all of a sudden, after retirement
1: talks, he wants to play on the team. So he starts to realize if Jerry called today, would would he immediately say, I got to have surgery? <laughs> Is that how it would work? And then he would be available next year. Is that how it would work? Exactly. Yeah. OK, look, I'm lifelong diehard. I bleed blue. I'm not objective and I'm horrified by the receiver situation that went from strength to weakness. Because it's starting to look like CD or bust because I don't know when Michael Gallup will come back right. mid-season. I don't know. And then how and good then he, how will he be when thank he returns? You, thank you. Will it take a whole year for him to get back to being Michael Gallup? Will will I we'll have to wait until next training camp to say, there he is. Right. There's that guy who could run past people mm-hmm. and, and somehow slip by people and get deep. Yes. Listen, I became a huge Cedric Wilson believer last year because he was crucial for Dak Prescott. He was more of a security blanket than Amari was. Yes. And I look at the stats. He caught 74% of his targets. That led the team by far. Right. So it shows you whatever you threw him, he was mostly catching. He got 61 targets and caught 45 balls. That's really good. Right. You know that. Yes. Okay. So – He he was crucial to the mix for a team that did lead the whole league in points scored and led the whole league in yards gained. Correct. All of a sudden, there's no Cedric. And then there's no Amari, who had the deepest connection with the quarterback, who turned the quarterback's career around, who made the quarterback billions of dollars. (laughs) Right? Made him a household name. He he made him a household name. He's gone. Ced's gone. And and what's left? And and I'm saying – Jerry, what what are you doing? You are fiddling while Rome burns because, <laughs> as Mike McCarthy keeps shrugging after the games and says, well, we're draft and develop now. That's all we do. We draft and we develop. So w- w- they don't do free agency. Jerry, I think, got completely out of the box office business because yeah. he went into it back in 1994-05 with Dion, Right. And, and again, I don't even know if that was box office. That was just Super Bowl business, right? Yes. yes. I mean, wasn't it pretty clear? Well, you that, had to take him that, away that you from the take 49ers. Him away from the 49ers, and then you have him against the 49ers. <laughs> exactly. And you know the rest of the story. In ninety-five they won their last Super Bowl right. they ever won. Mm-hmm. And it's been all these many years since they even got back to a championship game. Correct. That year at the end of the ninety five season. Correct. All thanks in large part to Neon Dion Sanders. Correct. OK, then we went through the T.O. saga and that was pure box office to me. And it was also Jerry's way of saying, OK, Bill, I handed you the keys to the kingdom. You get to run it all. You, all the personnel decisions are yours, except this one guy. Right. I, I'm going to hold one to ace up, up my sleeve. Right. and I'm going to pull it out at the last second. And It's going to be get your popcorn ready. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was something yes. that they signed Terrell Owens. It was like he was born to be a Dallas Cowboy. Yes. Okay? I got it. He was later in his career, but he kept himself in such yeah. tremendous shape that was 2006 was the first year he was 33. He had his best year. You could argue it was one of his best years ever at 34 in 2007 when they went 13 and three. Right, and then they got Eli. Right, as Brady got Eli in the they got the bye obviously right. in a home playoff game. They got Eli 21 to 17, but. But Terrell had a great year that year. Put up, He, he was first-team All-Pro in Correct. 2007. Stats fell a little bit in 2008, and he felt completely out of favor with Bill Parcells. But it, that was already happening because he didn't want him. He wouldn't right. even say his name. Correct. He called the, him the, the player. player.
2: What? But Skip, everything that you're mentioning, shouldn't the Cowboys have known, OK, we're trading Amari Cooper. Damn, we lost Cedric Wilson in free agency. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Gallup have a knee surgery. He's oh. going to start the season on okay. pump. So and? now that leaves us with Noah Brown. We're going to have to draft somebody in CD. Okay. So you, everything that's happening to you, shouldn't you have estimated or prognosticated that this is where you were headed with Noah Amari, with no Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup coming off an ACL? So basically you got guys returning. CD starter. Noah Brown with a career backup. And now you take Tobit in the third round. So what did you expect to happen?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Somebody to fall out the we'll, sky. Well, they think. That their third-round pick, who I'm pretty shaky on because of what I didn't see the other night, but they think that Jalen Tolbert's going to be the answer okay. as a starter on opening day against the GOAT and company, we, right? We better get going. We better get going because usually in preseason games, if if they're that dude, you, you just see it right away. Right. You say, oh, okay, I got it, Right. right? I'm not seeing it yet, and I don't think anybody's seen it in practice. And they say this Dennis Houston undrafted free agent out of Western Illinois who did lead the FBS in catches per game, right. 8.5. I don't know. They say he's been the highlight of camp. Well, help me out. Do you think I can trust him, change my life? I, I don't <laughs> think so. So all of a sudden, it looks more and more like, and you you made the case, that they want to push CD as this is your breakout. Right. This is your time right. Right. To, to seize the number one receiver yes. and to become a bona fide top ten receiver. And it's starting to feel like it was for Jalen Hurts back in the days watching my Oklahoma Sooners when it was CD or bust yeah. because you've done nothing. So there's still all these other more viable names out there. I'm, I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Sanders I am because also. all he does is just – he just catches passes yes wherever he goes good stuff happens yep. and I've been around him and I love have you have you been around yes. him a little bit yeah, yeah. He, he's he's got high character yeah. high quality he knows how to play right he's a he went to SMU so he's a Dallas has Dallas connections mm-hmm. and that's where I would go right now and he's just sitting there right. I don't know how much money you'd have to give him Listen, speaking of born to play for the Dallas Cowboys, would Odell not make a great Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, Did but you I think that,
2: mystique. Well, I mean, is, is there something going on? Is is uh, Emmanuel Sanders, have, does he have any issues as I far as his body his knee, or know. something that's going on? I think Odell, if Odell was he- healthy, we would not be in this situation. Would you like Cole
1: Beasley to come back? Okay. Is Cole Beasley an option? Okay. Well, you had issues with Amari refusing to get vaccinated. Cole no, refused. No, Jerry to has to have an issue. That's with- <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but they had his yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to go right back into that? No, problem. don't no. think so. No, but Cole Beasley would be a better fit for Cedric Wilson. He does more right. of what out of the slot Cedric right. actually did. Correct. But, but it looks like Jerry's just folding his arms saying, we got this. Right. Well, you got it how?
2: I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Skip, look, and I understand that he says, okay, I'm counting on Dak's leadership. I'm counting on Dak going into a seventh season. But Dak, the moment that the offense shifted and Zeke was no more the primary option, Dak hadn't been the same guy. You look at Dak when Zeke was running – and the play action and how that thing looked compared Agreed. to now.
1: And you, you had three Hall of Hall Fame linemen <laughs> who were on the downside of their they, they were in
2: their prime <laughs> then, yeah. though, right. Skip. Uh, Tyron Smith was sensational. Mm-hmm. Zach Martin is still Zach Martin, but he's not quite as dominant as he once was. And Frederick in, at, the, at the middle position. And they haven't been able to run the ball since that center retired because of his illness.
1: Okay. They have not been the same. Okay, so look, in, in the best-case scenario, would I like to have – a healthy, happy A B in the slot? Well, sure I would, but I'm talking about five years ago yes. or seven years ago. He'll destroy your locker room. He would destroy, unless you got Tom Brady at quarterback. He turned would, on Tom. He finally did, but Tom got a Super Bowl. Yeah, he out got of one him. year out of it. He did. He got it, a great. Did everything did everything
2: right. Let the man stay in his house, was was nothing but accommodating to him, spoke in glowing terms. The one the one hand that I didn't think you would bite was the hand that fed you about six million dollars. Because of what you got to sign and your, your incentives, I'm like I'm never turning on Tom. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. Tom's my guy. Tom needs a. Hey, Tom needs me. Skip. There have been times I've been injured, and, and John Elway would come to someone come to me. Hey, T, I need you. To, hey, okay, let's ride out. I, I can't let this man. We got this man believed in me. This man gave me opportunities when I know I was a young receiver. He believed in me. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Eighty two. I mean eighty four. I'm coming to you. I was eighty one at the time. Yep. Hey, I'm gonna give you a look. Okay, I'm going to go make a play. So I'm never turning on him. A.B. turned on that man. He turned on him. So what's he going to do? Skip, what's he going to If he turned on the guy when no one else would throw him a life preserver, Tom Brady throwed it. Not only did he throw it, he pulled his butt in like he was in the Coast Guard. If he turned on him, what the hell are he going to do with that?
1: He's turned on every, everybody. So what's he going to do? Disaster. Would strike. Would Jerry be intrigued by the box office? the The problem with my Cowboys is, that all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys became the most valuable team in the whole world. Right. Not not just in the United <laughs> States, in <laughs> yeah. the whole world. Yeah. Above all the soccer teams. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, well, now Jerry sits back and says, "I, I got this." Right. But are see, they not still the biggest TV draw in
2: sports? They, they are. Skip, you know, Jerry says, you know, we kind of, you know, they try to clean up their act. They kind of get away from trying some of the because once upon a time, Jerry didn't care. No. Nope. If you could help that Joker win, as a matter of fact, he might come down there and post your bond. Right. Hey, but
1: he those, he those 90s teams, you
2: wanna talk about some hell raising? Some hell raised. But you know those cowboys of the 70s and 80s oh. were worse than the well, cowboys. Way
1: beyond. <laughs> I know because I wrote books about them. I know. I know. There, there's a long legacy of hell raising and yes. law breaking. Yes. In the Dallas Cowboy organization, yes. but but they've, to your point, they're clean gene. Yeah, yeah they, they're they kind of. But I mean, that's the thing, people boys. just think,
2: oh, it was just the 90s. Mm-mm. No. Go back and look at the 70s and 80s. Oh,
1: my Lord. Whew. Oh, it was worse. Yeah, absolutely. The transgressions were deeper yeah. and uglier.
2: Yeah. Go read about the Raphael Septien story. Yeah, well, thank you. I could go on. <laughs> yeah, there, Lance there, yeah there, 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 there's a lot of those. Skills. Yeah. But I, I'm not touching AB. I've seen. I've seen it doesn't get any better. And by the way, his track record isn't exactly clean. There, it doesn't get any better yep. than what he had it in Tampa. Mm-hmm. You're winning. You got a quarterback that can distribute the football, can keep everybody happy. Yep. You're going go to you're gonna go to the playoffs. You're going to get an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Ooh. More than likely,
1: more times than not, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. And he blew that up. So he says to TMZ, AB says, tell Jerry Jones to call me. Uh, I'm telling Jerry, don't. <laughs> don't call. And consider that you said you don't
2: want him, yeah. it must be it must be it, bad. Cause you, you know, you 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 don't adopted that cowboy philosophy. I understand he bad, but I wanna win. Well, I, I do, and this is starting to
1: feel pretty desperate to me because Jalen Tolbert's not exactly rocking my my world here.
2: I, I just think the thing, is Skip, he's a, he's a little apprehensive. Yeah. He has to, he needs to develop some confidence and know what he's what he's doing. Once he develops the confidence and know what he's doing, yeah. we can see if, if does he just not have the ability or he's just unsure where he's supposed well, to be. Well, he said
1: he wanted to come help change the culture <laughs> in Dallas, and the other night he starts off by false starting, and I thought, no, he's going to become part of the. culture. <laughs> Thank you.
0: (laughs) Gentlemen, a lot of pressure on CeeDee Lamb, but also on Dak Prescott to try and elevate those new young receivers. (laughs) All right, guys, let's jump into the latest with this KD saga. According to Mark Stein, an NBA executive was hearing that KD was more apt to retire than play for the Nets again. Well, KD went on Twitter to shoot down that notion. He tweeted, quote, I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me, but if it's anyone out there that'll listen, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Durant goes on to say the whole situation is, quote, comical. Shannon, it is a soap opera. What is going on here?
2: Well, it's a bad look. KD, this was a two-part question. There's also an unnamed source that said KD said either Sean Marks and Steve Nash go or I go. Now, he could have answered that also because he quickly said the unnamed source. I'm not retiring, but I deal it with a two-part question. That's, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: I, I wonder why. He, he didn't address that. Exactly.
2: That, so that. I wonder what the unnamed source, so the unnamed source was wrong in this situation, uh-huh. but right in the other. Okay. Skip, I don't believe that Kevin Durant's going to retire. I believe he's trying to make it as uncomfortable as he possibly can on the Brooklyn Nets so they can get them the hell up out of town. He's made it abundantly clear. I don't, and I think Joe Sy has, has, has checked him. These guys ain't going anywhere. The problem was that we gave you, gave you and Kyrie too much control to begin with. You wanted Steve Nash? We got him. You wanted uh, Patty Mills? We got him. You wanted a Blake Griffin? You wanted a James Harden trade? You wanted LaMarcus Aldridge? We got, we got, we got, we got. And what have we got to, s- to show for it? One series win. Deliver us a championship. That's what we want. You said you want all this credit. He talks about he, you know, he, he want credit for what transpired in Golden State? Okay. You, you get credit for what's going on in Brooklyn too now. See, you just can't have the good a lot of times after, after having been one. We want credit for the good. But when the bad come along, that ain't me. I ain't got nothing to do. I just want to hoop. Just let me hoop. Yep. You don't make these kinds of demands without having a level of control within that organization. Skip, somebody that works in security ain't finna go up to Shanks and say, I want this, this, and this, or else I'm leaving. <laughs> you've got to have some level of control. You've got to have some level of, of, of voice to make you like, damn, you tell the owner? And I can't imagine going in there and kicking my feet up on the man's desk and say this, this, and this what It what needs to be. Mm. This makes KD look bad because for the longest time, he's been able to re- remain unscathed by the criticism that LeBron has gotten because all he wanted to do was hoop. And anytime something happened with KD just hooping, KD's not like LeBron. He's not the de facto GM. But see, any time that you want to build something, you see what happened when Golden State, it was already established. That was already built. Bob Miles, Joe lakem lakem gave Bob Myers to say, Steve Kerr. They had a culture there started by Mark Jackson, fostered and grew fruit under Steve Kerr. Kevin Durant says, I want to go. You know what? I want to build something. Well, in order for him to build something, what do you have to do, Skip? You've got to get dirty. OK, let me get to work. But well, this is what I need. Let me get my coach in here. Kind of like LeBron when he went back to Cleveland. What did he do, Skip? I need, I need a, a K-Love. Okay, I'll take Jr. I need this. I need that. He built that. Give me Channing Frye. Give, me, Channing Fry. give yep. me Richard Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Okay, he gets the credit. Things didn't go well. He got the blame. Kevin Durant wanted to build something, but when it didn't go, come to fruition, it's Steve Curran. It's uh, 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 Nash's fault. It's Sean Mark's fault. You yep. see what he tried to do? I do. He took, he built it, and when it didn't, and when it crumbled, ain't on me, bro. How you, who? Nah, bro. We can't let you go with that one. We know you had a large say in Steve Steve Nash coming. We know you had a say in James Harden and all those other pieces that came along. This is a bad look for him, Skip, and it's looking worse.
1: Okay, I'm going to start with this, and I get everything you just said. Fair, smart criticism of my guy, Kevin Durant, who I still believe is the best player on the planet, but he's not acting like it off the floor. Okay. Biggest picture, step back perspective. I've said this many times. This is the thinnest skin superstar I have ever closely observed. And yet he can be so self-destructively defensive on social media because he he, <laughs> he hits sin fast. It's like, Fireback, back! Fire back. <laughs> well, this is a fireback that hurts him strategically because he should let it sit out there that maybe he'll retire, maybe he'll for, retire. For, for, his old, for whatever leverage he has. Yeah. At least he could hold on to a shred of leverage of, what if I just don't even come back? Right. What if I quit, right? You're going to trade me now if I'm going to quit? And instead, he says, I-, I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me, but if it's Anyone out there that'll listen, I, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Kevin Durant, right before your very eyes, just handed over whatever leverage, leverage he had. Left. He did. He just blew it up right before your very eyes. And then he says, SH is getting comical. Well, it, it's getting comical for the wrong reasons when I watch your strategic maneuvers here mm-hmm. because they're wrong-headed, and And it's getting sadder by the day because- your bluff got called. Yes. That's what happened. Your owner, your GM, your coach, they just called your bluff. And you had to resort in desperation to them or me. Like, either they go or I go. Right. Well, well and do you, do you think they're really afraid that you're going to go where? You're, you're going nowhere. Right. You have four years left on your deal. The the deal hasn't even started. It doesn't start, start until it. opening night. So <laughs> you haven't even started a deal that you agreed to for four more years right. and almost $200 million. Right. So it's not a matter of the money. It's the duration of the deal. Well, the, the league is finally putting its foot down saying, no, you can't. Bigfoot your way out of one situation <laughs> Get to just another. because you've fallen apart with the you, the guy who used to be your bestie, Kyrie. I think they've fallen completely apart and this wouldn't be happening.
2: Yeah, but if we Skip, you know, you look you look at over the last week or so, he's been all over the place with James Harden at tra- attending Travis Scott's yep. concerts yep. considering how their relationship. Now, when the All-Star game was being selected, Kevin Durant wouldn't well, even take James Harden.
1: Well, and what about him and Draymond? Yeah, Draymond reportedly called him the B word on the bench at Clippers. Right. And the next thing I know, they're hugging each other at the Olympics. Right?
2: So look, I agree with you. The leverage is, I don't know who this unnamed source is, but that is a possibility. I just might. I just might. I mean, that's the only
1: leverage you got left. And you just gave it right back to Joe
2: But guess what? <laughs> Joe said, well, when you decide to come back, I'm still going to have your rights. Right. Because the, 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 it's, it's like anything, Skip. You can retire, but guess what? When you come back, I still got it right because you hadn't even started to fulfill your obligation on the contract. I gave you four years at 194. <laughs> I'm going to need something on my return, KD.
1: You're giving me nothing. Okay, and Mark Stein also reports from an unnamed executive that, that there's a growing expectation in league circles that, that Kevin will continue trying to cause as much ruckus behind yeah. the scenes I got to tell you, I've, again, closely observed him. I don't know him, like, up close and personal, but I know a lot of people who know him very well. That's not his makeup. No. It's to cause a ruckus. As you keep pointing out, he just wants to hoop, man. He, he doesn't want any leadership responsibility. He, he doesn't want anything hanging over his head. He, he doesn't want any responsibility of, I put this team together. He just wants to go right play basketball. Well, well Skip, he wanted that. But what he
2: found out is harder to do than he previously yeah. thought. Now yeah. they're they're telling me mean, you you got a great general manager. You go back and look at what Red out Al, all back there for the Celtics, and you look at what Jerry West was doing for the Lakers. Where you can look at what Bob Myers is doing for Golden yep. State. Now and, and, and R.C. RC Buford. R.C. Now, Skip, if you get that kind of competent general managers, okay, they can put together a team. They know exactly. Okay, this guy really worked well for us, and okay, we need to get off this guy a year. It's probably I mean he probably got a year, but we can get four or five years out of this guy so they put things together. But a lot of times these players say, oh, I could be a general manager. I play the game. What do you know? He ain't played no game. And then come to find out, they try to get with their homeboys or this guy, he scored 30 points over there. Let me bring him and t- team up with me with my 30 points. Oh, we got a dynamic duo. Uh, what happens?
1: See Michael Jordan in Chicago. <laughs> See him in Charlotte. Go ahead.
2: And so, and, and, or, or, or uh, uh, the wizard, you know, he wanted all his guys with he the did. Washington. No, no, it doesn't work it doesn't like work. that. Okay. And so Kevin Durant is finding out it's a lot harder to put a team together and to go out there and compete and win a championship than he previously thought. And now once he put this team together and it's not going as well as he thought, well, I need Sean Marks to go. I need Steve Nash. That's why we ain't done it, because Steve Nash. I said it before, Skip. I said, man, this is a pressure cooker situation for a first-year head coach with the expectations. You going with a
3: first-year head coach?
2: Yep. And like, okay. KD signed off on him. And you blew the team up to get James Harden with Dinwiddie, your you depth with Dinwiddie, Levert, Jared Allen. You did? That's on you, KD. Bro, own that. Own that. Don't run away from it. Ain't no unnamed source. Ain't no, no uh, uh, social media. You did that. They're not blowing up that team without your blessing.
1: Okay. Bottom line. This is where you and I part ways. I believe, with all my heart and soul, Kevin Durant will be a Brooklyn Net (laughs) for the duration of this coming basketball season, whether he likes it or not. And I believe he will come to like it, and he's going to have to figure out a way to rebuild some kind of bridge to Kyrie, whether he likes it or not. And I think he's fully capable because he's childlike in his friendships where I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you. You see it happen. And, And so... It will not surprise me. In fact, I I would predict that he and Kyrie will be thickest thieves again at some point. Skip, soon. they
2: ain't got no Christmas Day game. I think the NBA think they're gonna be gone because they ain't. Maybe they would. At least they would They, the they would have given, they given at least given Brooklyn with those two stars.
1: Yep. And no game on Christmas Day. Well, maybe they just had to hedge a bet and and yeah. worry they might not be there. True. But that's a fair. Also, good point. You're you're hot today. I don't
2: know what got into you. Did you sleep better last night? I live okay. You know, got a lot of stuff on my mind, but okay. I slept okay. Well after your beatdown yesterday, no, no, no no, said, no, 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 no. Okay, happened. I got Oh, uh, who got who got in trouble? No, I got you in trouble. I got you in trouble. I want you. You know what? You flim flammed me right into trouble. I did, I did, I knew because I, I I knew that yep. you could not resist. Yep.
1: I knew it. I've never seen a thing like my wife sends me a clip during the show of <laughs> Shannon Sharp. <laughs> proposing a, a, a choice to me, a, a Kevin Durant like choice. And I, I, I look at the clip during one of our breaks and I, I, I wrote her back. I, I know what he said. I, I was, was sitting across from him. He said it to me. I actually was part of the show. She acted like I didn't see this. And she said her, 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 uh, text underneath was. Shannon Sharp hit the nail on the head that you would choose Hazel and your Corvette over me, such as yeah. Sean Marks and Steve Nash over it, right. right? Yeah. Okay. So I you believe got it. I couldn't believe you, it.
2: You bamboozled me I right? feel, I felt bad. Yep. Actually, okay. I started to follow you home, because I know she
1: was at the gate waiting on you. She was waiting for you. Uh, we'll- It it was a rough day, but I I think we're okay. No, 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 She is now your biggest fan. She's LeBron's biggest fan. She's Bronny's biggest defender. I got it rough at home, man. I'm thinking there's a a dinner, maybe a nice piece
2: of jewelry, and maybe a trip in Ernestine's future. Well, there's no trip in her future. (laughs) I don't
0: have to worry about the trip.
1: The jewelry, yes. Yes. The dinner, yes. Yes. (laughs) As long as it's outside.
0: You two are going to have to get your guy code rules straightened out before this season starts. This KD saga, it's like a train wreck you can't take your eyes off of, right? He's been working out with Jason Tatum, James Harden. We'll have to see. wait and see how this all ends up. All right, skip back to your cowboys. Yeah. Could Dak actually pursue a reality TV series oh, after his latest commercial? Uh, no. That is an interesting topic. Stick around, that's coming up next on Undisputed. No mercy. Dak Prescott appears in a new direct TV commercial with fellow cowboy CeeDee Lamb. He stars from the Real Housewives as well. Dak mentioned he'd be good in a reality series of his own saying, quote, I don't like to necessarily script things or more just be who I am in roles, so I think it'd be fun. That is an intriguing possibility. Shannon, what's your biggest takeaway from this commercial?
2: Well, first of all, Dak, you're in a reality show with the Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. That's, the biggest, that's the biggest reality show I in agree. sports. <laughs> in, in In America, Skip. It is. I'm not surprised that a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the most valuable, the most popular franchise uh, in all of sports, Uh, has national commercials. We saw Tony Romo have a lot of national commercials. Sorry about that. Mm. Sorry about that, people at home. I know y'all could hear that also. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised considering that Tony Romo had a number of national spots. Never won an MVP. Never won a Super Bowl. That's one of the biggest perks about being quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is that you're able to parlay that position and turn it into a lot of monetary success off the field Mm -hmm. because everybody knows that star. That's the quarterback of the team with the star on the helmet. That's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and Dak has done a great job. Had a, the in spot, he had a lot of like uh, a bed where he sleep. I don't forget the name of the uh, the, the the spot, but a mattress. Yep. Um, so he's done very very well. uh the, the acting leaves uh, you know a lot to be desired. I thought he and C D were just average in, in acting. Yeah. Uh, they had a little spot in there with what CD said that's my quarterback mm-hmm. make a little spoof of what the T.O. comment the, the, t- the T.O. comment, t-o, yeah. <laughs> the t- the t-o comment. Yeah. but Skip I'm not surprised by any of this um, you know the Cowboys uh, we know what they represent as far as eyeballs uh, and so what team what sponsors and, and, and brands try to do yep. is try to t- piggyback off someone that's having a lot of success you see the Aaron Rodgers getting spots you see Patrick Mahomes doing do a lot of spots but there's something about the Cowboys Tom Brady I just could imagine if Tom Brady had had the success um, in Dallas that he had in New England. Lord have mercy. Tom Brady would be a billionaire. He would be. Tom Brady would be a billionaire. Tom Brady would own half. He would own half of Dallas. Mm -hmm. To to get to the Super Bowl that many times and to win that many in Dallas, Tom Brady would probably be doing $150 million off the field agreed (laughs) but it's what it is it's the it's the the most famous position in sports and it's on the
1: biggest team in sports voila Kachin. i i I used to say maybe yankee shortstop or yankee something but now it's cowboy quarterback yeah yeah. is the essence of heroic performance right it's the two of the highest paid, if not the two highest paid football analysts are Tony Romo and Troy Aikman. At least Troy's got three rings. Tony has no rings, but but they were Cowboys. Tony was able to parlay that. Yep. Dandy Don, Skip. Dandy Don, <laughs> a good one. Jimmy Johnson still is with us. Yes. He was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Playmaker. It helps. Playmaker. It, it's it just it, it, it's it's a. It's a lightning rod springboard Mm -hmm. to stardom, which is why I fought with you for months on end about Dak Prescott. I said, you have to give Jerry a little bit of hometown discount, Dallas Cowboy discount, because you are the quarterback of America's team. And you said, no, no, no. Mm -mm. You got to get every penny you can squeeze out of that miserly Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. And by God, he took him to the cleaners and he took him to the bank. Yeah. And I didn't love it because it strapped them against the cap last year when he was making 75 million. Going forward, I don't think they're great against the cap. Stevens keeps saying right, we got some keep our powder dry, but but they have to keep it dry for Micah Parsons coming up and yeah. the young players coming up.
2: Well, they got to keep it up for CD. CD, CD. CD gonna be this year. Yeah. Michael's gonna be next year. Michael's gonna get see. a king's ransom.
1: Okay. Now, speaking of CD, this was intriguing to me about this commercial. <sighs> In the past, this would have been Dak and Zeke, Yeah, but no, it's Dak and CD. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. I'm all in for that. That was the best part of the commercial for me, right. is because I believe this is gonna be CD's breakout year. You're skeptical at best about that because you think he drops too many passes. Right. He didn't drop any in this commercial because they could edit that out, right? right? But the point is, Zeke has been cast by the wayside now. He's no longer a big factor. And whatever he has left, I need from him And what is shaping up as a contract kind of year because I think he's playing for his NFL life this year because I'm not sure he's going to be in the National Football League if he doesn't improve some off his plunging yards per game. As you know, they plunged steadily for six straight years. So that was telling to me that it was Dak to CD, not Dak handing to Zeke. Right. Okay. Now, I did cringe for the sake of Dak Prescott because I think this is also a huge year for him to reprove himself. I'll I'll just say to me, I I think to Cowboy Nation, I think there's a lot of skepticism about him. All I know for sure is that when he was healthy in 2019, when he bet on himself against Jerry Jones, he had those three fireworks games to start off the season against three bad teams. And then he goes 13 games over which he was ranked 15th, graded 15th by Pro Football Focus. He was just a mediocre quarterback, yeah. and had he struggled on the road, and they went 5-8 and eight in the last 13 games, and then he obviously got hurt the next year. But then last year, down the stretch, I, I'm sorry, these QBRs, they 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 don't fly for, <laughs> for America's team because against your Denver Broncos, he had a QBR of 19 on a scale of 0 to 100, at Kansas City, a 9. Las Vegas, on Thanksgiving at home, stunk it up in overtime. His QBR was under 50. It was 43. And then against San Francisco, his QBR was 27. It, he, he faded and failed down the stretch. Right. For two, the, the last two full seasons he's played, he has faded. Yeah. And, and I can't defend it. I can't really explain it. I, I don't get it. But I don't love seeing him in commercials now because I don't think he's earned it. What, what has earned it is, America's team is right? Just the stature of that. But he hasn't earned it on the football field. So I I don't want to see him in commercials because I'd I'd rather see him focused on trying to get back to being Dak Prescott again.
2: And I think the thing is, Skip, you know, he said he'd like to do, he could possibly do a reality show. You do a reality show and you subject yourself to criticism by playing the quarterback position. So us and other people that do this for a living, we get to critique you. Now, when you open your private life up, now that's a whole different type of critique yep. and criticism that's going to come along with that. You don't like criticism when you play bad. Can you? Oh, can you see how Dak's talking to his girlfriend? Did you see what Dak did? Did you see Dak didn't wash the dishes? It just all that comes along. My 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 my, my professional life is plays out on television. You can critique. He's terrible. He's not this. He's not that. Okay, but I'm gonna keep private. I'm gonna keep personal out of the prying eye because I know everybody. It just wants to critique. I can't believe he said, I can't believe he did that. And that's what, you know, these reality shows, that's why a lot of them, they, they end up, they start out being engaged or, or happily or dating or, or married. And before it's all done, with rap, the relationship is a rap. because you look back and like he said that to me. He talked to me like that. And then you start reading no chats and everybody's saying all this and all that. Nah, I had an opportunity to do one. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: do, 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 do. With whom did you have an opportunity they, to do it?
2: They wanted to do a uh, 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 a reality show about dating outside of your race. Oh, okay. And I was like, now, mm. I'm too private of a person. I don't like cameras in my home. I don't like, I don't really let a whole lot of people in my home. Mm. So that is not going to happen. Because everybody got an opinion on how Shannon should be living his life. Mm. This is my life. Mm. I'm
1: going to live it. You okay. live yours. And I said exactly the same thing after Ernestine <laughs> wrote her book and we were approached about doing a reality show at home. And I said, <clears throat> not on my watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, nah, I'm just. Plus, I, I don't think we're very interesting. <clears throat> oh, I'm, be- I'm very interesting. Oh yeah yeah, 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 for sure. I think you're just a loner. You just stay at home.
2: Right? Uh yeah, but the conversations that we have ah. was was is, is was very interesting. No, I let preface that by saying was, mm. not only is, mm. but uh, it, the, the conversations were because I, how do I say? I, I'm kind of different at home that I that I am here. Um, a lot of people that, if you play with me in Denver, you play with me in in, 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 uh, in Baltimore or Savannah State, you kind of know how I am. Yeah. And that's you know people I'm yep. I'm comfortable with, Skip. You know I can let me hear that. I'll be talking. Okay. I will too. <laughs> uh, or we'll be arguing. About <laughs> so that would fly. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not much of an arguer. I'm not much of an arguer. No? You say you know you say you. I think the thing is no, because I don't want people to know that I'm a terrible communicator. Mm. that's that's the biggest thing and there's a a reoccurring theme that i keep hearing in my relationship is that shannon you're poor communicating Mm. and i've i've come to the realization
1: i'm a terrible communicator well you're not on the show so that's all that matters to me (laughs) yeah but you're killing my relationships man i can't keep no relationship i am i I am because i'm obsessed and i make you obsessed
2: with you do because they say shannon everything is not a debate it's not about this or that or this is better than this, So that you know, I'm saying this meal here, let, let's eat this. But I, and you saying this is better than that. I need to have a whole, <laughs> a, a line of communication. I'm gonna get better at communicating. Okay. I've prayed about it and I've good, thought about it. Good. I'm gonna get better at communicating. I love that. Not just with you, I because of you and I, we have my sister called or my homeboys call, Man, what's going on with you and Skip? Man, you and Skip got heated. I said, bro, it's TV. Me and Skill fine. I just say, hey, bro, what you got going on today? Man, I'm going to get up, grab me a workout. Ernestine, we're going to get something to eat. I'm going home. We have that type of relationship. We get heated. Once that segment is over.
1: I told you from the start, <laughs> I take nothing from here home. No. I bring home here occasionally. Hey, first of all,
2: I don't take anything from segment
1: to segment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Damn, oh, well, I can't. It's over. Once we do the t- A, once we get to the B, I don't forgot about A. Once we get to the C, I don't forget about B. That's the way I operate. But i won't get better at communicating skills. Really? There's okay. a thing, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All okay. right.
1: Well, my problem is that I communicate too much with my wife, and my problem is that my wife likes to argue, and she's, she stands that's right up, up your ad- That's right up your alley, though. I know, but I, I tell Would her, you- I, you ask her how many times I say, I've been arguing with him all morning. I don't want to argue with you anymore. I'm, I'm tired of arguing. Because she's... She's tough, she's a well she she working she working hundred. She's like, Okay, i will give me a 30 minute b I'm gonna get me a thirty minute debate show with you today. Well, she would like to have one. <laughs> so here's my bottom line takeaway from Dax T V commercial. I just don't want to see it yet because I don't think he's earned the right. I think they have earned the right because they're the most man. That guy man got a hundred commercial skill. Okay. Do you okay. remember? You just told me what
2: two years ago when he was going through this 2019. Yep. You say dad got ten spots, so 12. now he has a Okay, so now he got thirteen or fourteen. Okay. What's but the he, difference?
1: He, you got to earn it for me, and he hasn't earned it in his two full years that he's played in 2019 and 2021. I got to see it. He's got a new body. He lost his band. Yeah, out. yeah, he looked good. I, okay, I don't know I, how conducive that's going to be for him playing the quarterback position, but he okay, does look good. Okay, so now he doesn't have the Zeke he used to have. He doesn't have the, the depth at receiver Receiving, he used nope. to have. He does not have the Hall of Fame offensive line in its prime he used to have. Dak,
2: you're on. Show me. Well, I guess they're looking at okay. it from the defensive side. They're going to become a defensive football team.
1: I, that's what I've told you. I think eleven from heaven and company are going to have to carry this team as far as it will go.
2: Not when you got a forty
1: million dollar quarterback. Well, he better be not. carrying some weight. Okay, well, he got to carry some water too, now, Skip. Well, I, I I've been telling you that. <laughs> but after this year, when this year is said and done, I think we will know for sure who Dak Prescott is or who he is not. Right. Seriously, this yeah. is this is watershed. This is make or break for Dak Prescott.
2: Well, I kind of got a feeling, Skip, after six years, you kind of know who a guy is.
1: No, but I mean, this, this is the one where he's coming in healthy. We got through all of last year. He had the calf last year, yeah. and it seemed like the calf was lat- him down the stretch. I, you know, we got through the career-threatening ankle surgery. Now, let's see what you got. So what happens if, for the sake of argument, he ends up,
2: you win the division, you lose in the first round, then what?
1: Well, how does he look? How does he play? Why do you care how he look? Well, it's, it's everything to me. It's quarterback's game.
2: Yeah, even if he looks good, if you're getting the same result, what difference does that make? So what, I changed the outfit on Miss America. If she not getting first place, what difference does it make? I don't care.
1: Is he going to play great at home in a playoff game and lose 28-27? No no, 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 no. What you tell me
2: is that it doesn't matter how great you play in a loss. Yeah, he win It's a very short menu. You know
1: what I got on my menu? I, I, I got that. where are the losses? But but in the end, Dak stunk last year in the yeah. San Francisco game. He wasn't very good. Yeah. Okay. What playoff game had didn't he stink in? No, he stunk he in Russell the Rams
2: game. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, Russell.
1: Okay, he he outplayed Russell Wilson. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. Just that one. And he was pretty good against Aaron Rodgers, I thought no. he was a rookie. Yes, he was. Came he on late. 305. Wasn't he down, wasn't he down 21-3? He was. Okay. And brought him all the way back to 31 off.
2: And Aaron Rodgers said,
1: watch this. <laughs> Did he? Jared Cook said watch this. Jared Cook got, got him too on a on a quick keep, scramble, picked way up way 10. Way to go. Congratulations. <laughs> Back, it's your year.
0: I think we should do more segments where you guys open up about your emotions <laughs> and feelings. I love every segment. Ernest, got And here's my prediction. Yes. <laughs> your DMs are going to be lighting up with ladies. No, no, really no,
2: no, 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 no. I just need one person. I just need one. I just need one person to call me. The communicator. No. <laughs> Good, man.
0: Terrible, Good man. You're a terrible man. You're a
2: terrible skill. All right,
0: guys. <laughs> I'm going to let you off the hook and move you back into the sports world. Let's talk a little Trey Lance when we come back. You think he can make a second-year jump like Patrick Mahomes did when Mahomes won MVP? You guys jump into that one when we come back. Heading into year two, it's Trey Lance listed as the top 2022 breakout candidate. The former third overall pick compared to Patrick Mahomes. Of course, Mahomes became a star in his second season, winning that MVP award. Head coach Kyle Shanahan offering his thoughts on Lance, the quarterback's maturity, his professionalism. Take a listen.
1: what we've expected, so I'm I'm not going to sit there and... I mean, that's what you expect, um, and um, he's that's why we wanted him, and he's been how we expected, and um, I think when you're like that and you have the skill set and you can keep stacking days together, it's, it's a matter of time before you get to a certain level.
0: Stacking things together indeed. Shannon, what do you think here? Can Trey Lance live up to all the hype?
2: Well, Skip, he's going to have to. He's going to have to pay it off with a Super Bowl. When you give up what you gave up to get him. I a la agree. what the Kansas City Chiefs gave up to get Patrick Mahomes. I agree. What the Denver Broncos gave up to get John Elway. Yeah. What the New York Football Giants gave up to get an Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. You've got to pay it off with yeah. a Super Bowl. It's not good enough to have oh oh he has some great numbers. This would no 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 no. He's got to pay it off with a Super Bowl. And 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 everybody says Patrick Mahomes did this in the second full year of start first full year of starting his second year. Oh, everybody could do that. Lamar Jackson followed it up. And then oh, Kyler Murray's going to uh, win, win the MVP. And this guy's I know those guys made it look easy. Patrick Mahomes goes out and throws 50 touchdowns with 10 interceptions over 5,000 yards. He made it look easy. And Lamar Jackson comes right behind him and goes 36-6 and six and had a QBR that's out of this world. Yep. But it's not easy. Nope. Those, are, those are like seasons that happen like once in a lifetime. And then the problem is that that's what you get compared to. You look at Patrick Mahomes, they say, well, he had a down year. He threw for 4,800 yards, 37 touchdowns, 37, 38 touchdowns, 13 picks. That was a down year because it wasn't 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Lamar Jackson, he probably won't ever have a a season statistically like that. And because he hasn't, well, he, no, he can just improve incrementally. But Trey Lanskip, with his ability to run, And I know what this offense is because I played the better part of my career in this offense. You did. So I know how quarterback-friendly it is. Mm -hmm. If he is what Kyle Shanahan was describing, he has the ability to go with an MVP. He does. He has that ability to take them to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. If he is what Kyle was sitting at that podium with that desk saying, they can win it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to need to see. I'm going to need to see a lot more than what I saw last year. I know it was a small sample size, and that's why I was uncertain of why... Man, y'all getting rid of Jimmy G? I'm not saying that you got to start him, but I'm saying maybe have him as a fallback. They say, nah, Mm. we're going to let this kid go with no safety net. We believe he's that good that he can walk this tightrope like the Walenders and not even have to worry about falling down. Mm -hmm.
1: So what has surprised me from the start about your take on Trey Lance is you played for Mike Shannon. <laughs> yeah. You watched Kyle sort of grow up. Yeah, you was ball
2: room. boy he the dance court. Yeah. So
1: you know what they're all about mm-hmm. when it comes to coaching, designing, teaching offense. Yes. They get it. Yes. Like father, like son. Right. And father is still, I'm pretty sure, actively involved Uh-oh, in the game planning. Absolutely. Absolutely. The big picture of mm-hmm. it, and father was clearly actively involved in the decision to give up your entire, what was it, three first-round three. picks to get this kid out of North Dakota State who'd barely played one year of football right. because they loved what they saw. I told you I loved what I saw. I'm all in. I believe. Okay. But <clears throat> I believe in the Shanahan's at least as much as you do. Right. And I would not bet against them. If they're going to go three first-round picks, and like sun and the moon, we're going to give you the sun and the moon for this kid, then I'm going to bet on them right. because they're betting on him. Right. And I just don't think they're going to screw that one up because it's it's one you can't – because if, if you swing and miss on it, it's like a 10-year miss, right? It yes. sets you so far back. Yes. Well, I think he will live up and exceed his hype, and his hype is exploding wow. right before your very eyes. And, by the way, speaking of MVP, I keep tracking the odds. I think he started at 151. He's all the way down to 40 to 1. I know it's still a long shot, but – but they're all, people are, yeah, Las people Vegas are, are down. saying, wait a second, wait, wait a second, right. he's going to be the new focal point of a Shanahan offense? Well, it's quarterback friendly, and some numbers are going to start popping if he can play up to expectations. So I have respect for Bill Barnwell, who's the primary football NFL expert at ESPN, and I'm going to reread this first line. He picks... Trey Lance to be his breakout player of the year from bench to supernova. Number one on the list. There's nobody in the league I'm more excited to see play 17 games than the new starting quarterback in San Francisco. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And he defends his play from last year that you did not love because he said the 49ers had not committed their offense to him last year. It was still Jimmy G's offense. And he played with a broken finger in his right hand, in his throwing hand through the time that he was able to play the spurts that he got to play. Well, I, I'm going to write all that off. I, I love the throw he made. I'm sure we've been showing it mm-hmm. to Danny Gray right. the other day in the game because you want to talk about a new dimension. Jimmy G is not a great deep ball thrower, as we know. This kid has effortless range with his deep ball oh, yeah. because he's six four and he's got, he's got a cannon. Yep. So you, you watch him throw the deep ball. He throws it 60 yards, and and – he wasn't trying very hard. It, it looked like a ten-yard pass that travels sixty yards in the air because he's six-four to two. What is he? Two thirty-five probably, and he has easy velocity on, on his his passes. So all of a sudden, as you know, in that offense, if you can threaten them with the deep ball, unlike Jimmy G, now you got a whole new, yeah. uh, a, a whole new world opens up, and then. Unlike Jimmy G, he can run. He can run. All of a sudden, you you have an offense featuring all this weaponry around him, and he's also a primary weapon to run with the football. And you pointed out the other day on his one big scramble, it's just the first preseason game. He got down in in the ways RG3 would never get down. (laughs) He immediately slid into the tackle, and he was unscathed because you you can't touch him if he slides. Robert never could seem to get that through his head. Never could slide. Right. So, Barnwell ends up saying, in the end, he says, he gets to play, talking about Trey Lance, he gets to play with the league's best left tackle, obviously Trent Williams. Yeah, no question about ball, that. And the third best set of playmakers in football heading into this season. Trey Lance is about to have a special season. That's the conclusion. Well, they they
2: skip, right. got I mean, Kittle is unbelievable. Yeah, I, you got Brandon Ayuk can make plays, uh, run say. and catch. We
1: know what Debo can we do. We know what Debo can do, both running it and catching, and catching it and yes. running with
2: it. Yes, yes. So he has weapons. He has playmakers around him, and that's what you and want that, in the West Coast. That up. little
1: Danny great kid out of SMU, he ran 4-3. Yep. I, I don't know, he looks like. They scored with him, a third-round
2: pick. In the West Coast, Skip, they will take chances of throwing the ball over your head, especially if they see you getting nosy or you're sitting on plays. Yep. But they pride themselves on putting the ball in receiver's hand and letting them run out the catch. That's 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 what this offense is. A lot of simple throws, a lot of shallow crosses, Skip, a lot of uh, – uh, uh, we call them jailbreak screen. They call them smoke screens yep. or bubble screens or whatever they want to call them. But that's what – and and so, like I said, to hear Kyle
1: speaking glowing terms about this young man yep. – he, he got to be special. You just heard what he said. He's been what we expected. Yep. That's why they spent what they spent. Yep. They like his football character. They like his maturity. They like his poise. They just like how he handles yeah. himself in the locker room and yeah. in the huddle. Yes. Okay? I, I'm all in.
2: Because he got to work now. Now, one thing I know about the Shanahan, Mike Day yeah. might work the hell out you. He, yep. he had, had a very lofty expectation of what his quarterback was to do.
1: I think this kid's a gym rat from all I've read. So, like, he fits right into the the whole culture of it. Mm -hmm. So, you're not buying yet.
2: No, no, no. I'm not saying to skip. It's just, man, that's that's an awful lot on a young man's plate. Um, uh, um, At such a young age, they got to the championship game last year, and then they say, you know what? We believe we can go a step further with this second-year guy.
1: It's a, it's a lot.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> because, Skip, it's kind of like what uh, the uh, the Chiefs did with um, with Alex Smith. Remember, they they, they got to the playoffs, uh, divisional, and, and they ended up losing to Tennessee. But it's like, and but Andy's like, we only gonna go so far with Alex. And I believe that's what the same thing that Kyle and Mike said. We're only gonna go so far with Jimmy G. There there are throws that you gotta make in moments because mm. the game the game is getting nobody. Gonna, they're gonna come a moment that I'm going to need you to make a throw. They're going to come a moment. I'm going to need you to make a play. And more times than not, you're not running your way. See, somebody eventually will make you a participant in the game. You see, as long as Jimmy G can hand it off and they run for 300, they run for 250, yep. Jimmy G wasn't a participant. But somebody's going to make you a participant, and you're going to have to participate. Yep. Then what do you do when you can't run for 250, you can't run for 300? Sorry. They believe this kid with his legs, when they make it because they're going to try to neutralize that running game because you know the 49ers want to run the football skill. That's the West Coast, you run the football. They're going to say, nah, we ain't going to let you run it today. Let's
1: see what this kid got. Okay. Jimmy G was never a must-see for me. This kid <laughs> will be must-see this year. And my Cowboys last year, as you well know, Led the league in points and yards, and I would now bet on this offense to lead the league in points and yards.
2: Y'all led the league in points and yards, and when y'all needed points and yards, you couldn't get them. Yeah, I still
1: don't know how we did it. It's
2: like hocus pocus to me. It's like like a
1: shell game. You
2: fall way woefully behind, and then you mass scramble. And have a bunch of yards
1: that mean nothing. See Denver Broncos. Yeah, we, can let, we let y'all get a couple of yards. 30 to nothing going to the fourth quarter. Really? And then Dak throws a party. That yeah, he gave score
2: 16 points.
1: Like, yep. Man, that, that game probably was close. It yep. wasn't. It was never close. What would end up? 30 to 40? 30 to 16. 30 to 16. Yeah, because yeah, you got they, with, they two, two. with two two-point conversions. Ah.
2: <sighs> Trey
1: Lance.
2: And we beat y'all. Really y- I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure the last time y'all beat us. We beat y'all. When y'all remember y'all went to Denver? Uh-huh. We beat y'all. When Peyton was there, we beat y'all.
1: Whew. When we played in the Super Bowl, we beat y'all. Man, that was 77. <laughs> I don't care. It happened one time and we beat y'all. was that 77 or 78? We
3: beat y'all. That was 77. 77. 77. Yeah. 77.
1: Yeah. In the Superdome. Wasn't that in the Superdome? It was. Craig Morton. I was there. Yeah. Craig Morton.
2: Wait, wait, Later, the, the Broncos turned the ball over eight times. Yeah, how, you a, how you going George with it? How you going with it has Got
1: crushed. How you go with a game? Turned the ball Johnson, over eight times. A Leroy Neiman painting, right? Yeah. Hanging out to catch one.
2: Uh, yep. Uh, Harvey Martin and Randy White was the, was the uh, MVPs. Yeah. And
1: Randy Hughes of the University of Oklahoma thought he should have been MVP. <laughs> I know it all. See? Yep. I watched the game. I be mean, like, Whew. That was a beatdown. Thank you.
0: I know turnovers will kill you, that's for sure. Yes. All right, Shannon, coming up, we got to dissect your Lakers a little bit and what they're going to look like in the future. How different will LeBron, AD, and Russ's roles look with Darvin Ham running the show now? <clears throat> Stick around. We're diving into that one up next. <laughs> Darvin Ham is bringing a new mindset to the Lakers. He's ready to hold players accountable. According to Chris Haynes, Ham says players would have to play new roles, and if he senses reluctance, he's not going to hesitate to remove them from the game. Buckle up, Hollywood. Shannon, can you actually see Darvin say, benching Russell Westbrook?
2: Yeah, because I think uh, the front office is going to give him more leeway. They eventually give him Frank Vogel the leeway to do that later in the season. But I think they're going to start this earlier in the season, that if Russ is not playing up to the, what the expectation that Darvin Ham has set forth, I do believe he will end up benching Russ. Now, it's going to be a very unpopular move with Russ, and rightfully so. Somebody as competitive as he is, as accomplished as he is, doesn't like uh, being told, you're not playing up to par, we have a new role for you. Um, and so I think you have to come in and lay and, and, and have guidelines, lay boundaries, and have the whole player accountable. There's an expectation that what I have set for you, this is what I expect. And if you're not meeting those expectations, we have a place for you. It's called the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Russ, you, we saw that last year when Frank Vogel took him out of some of those ball games in the fourth quarter. He didn't take too kindly to that. Uh, but I think now, given that they've had a year to see how Russ blends with this team, I think it's more likely and will happen sooner if Russ is not playing well or anybody. Look, look first of all, I don't think Braun and AD are going to the bench. They're not getting bench. But I think this goes for anybody else that's not playing well or not accepting of their
1: roles. So, I love early Darvin Ham. I love his demeanor. I, I love his presentation. He's a tough guy. He was a tough guy when he played but he's never been a head coach before. Right. And he's certainly never been a head coach in Laker Nation, in (laughs) Hollywood, as Jen just said. He is in for a rude awakening here. He coached under Budenholzer, excuse me, Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Correct. And And I think he's with him in Atlanta also. In Atlanta, but the star in Milwaukee, the championship star was one Giannis, and Giannis, is, is about as easy to coach as you can get. Yes. Because he just comes to play, and he plays his tail off every single dribble. And he accepts coaching.
2: He does. Hard coaching. Talking to Pat Coddington, he says, yep. one thing that makes us so makes it so easy is that Budenholzer can get on Giannis, and Giannis done, got you, coach. He doesn't flinch.
1: I do flinch. better. He does not flinch. This is a whole new Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. And Darvin Ham is presenting himself as the new sheriff in this town. Mm-hmm. I got this. I, I don't think he got this. <laughs> I don't think he gets what's about to hit him right between the eyes because LeBron is LeBron, and he has earned the right to be a diva or whatever he wants to be because he's still the face of the franchise and the face of the league. Right. And AD is a multiple-time all-star, and he's going to play in his own world. And now you got to deal with a Russ who just last year – Upon arriving back home in Hollywood, a documentary was dropped by Gotham Chopra, "The Life and Times of Russell Westbrook," intended mm-hmm. by LeBron and all the Lakers. Correct. Well, how do you bench that guy? Because his his fall was so spectacular that even Russ couldn't wrap his head around. Well, wait a second. I just can't do this. Right. I'm shooting it miserably poorly, and I'm leading the league in turnovers, and. I'm shooting air balls, and now I'm even missing free throws. I can't even make 70% of my free throws, and he used to be an 80% free throw shooter. Correct. Well, it, at some point, v- Vogel was his biggest defender and fan. Yes. Until finally, I think somebody upstairs says, well, just take him out. Well, it might have been to his detriment.
2: Yeah. Because I think the thing is, he probably should have made a, a change in the situation to see if that worked. And then when he tried to do it, Russ moped and pouted, and and and, and Frankie B said,
1: like, oh, forget it. And ended yep. up putting sticking him right back in he there. He stuck him right back in. So will Russ be more prone to listen to a Darvin Ham who did play in the league and who is just in sheer stature much bigger Skip than it's Russ? Skip, hard.
2: it's hard. Change is hard once you get to a certain age. When you've played a certain style of basketball and you've had success doing it that way, how do you change? How do you tell Steph Curry, No, nah, Steph, stop shooting all them old bad threes? He's had success doing that with the man. who won two MVPs. He's won four, four titles. You, you're not changing. Russ has had four of the last five years. He's had a triple double. He's been an MB, MVP. He's been an All NBA uh, NBA player. He's been an All Star Game MVP. Skip, how the hell are you gonna tell this man in year 15 to change and expect him to do it?
1: It's not working,
2: <laughs> right? It's working in his mind. Yeah, Skip, definitely. you know you're the last. Skip, you know you're the last one I to see that. See it.
1: Well, he can't see in the mirror because you want to talk about it. He got dude. it covered up. He got it all covered up. And the point is, I have told you from the start, your man, LeBron James, would be much better off next year without Russell Westbrook. Yes, I believe Ser- it. Seriously. I, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not playing for the cameras. I, I'm just telling you what's in my heart. I believe so. That, that I, I wish they could just send him home. You owe him all that money, and, and it's hard for Jeannie to sit back, Jeannie Bust, and swallow it. Yeah. But, but you'd be better off addition by subtraction instead of making it the responsibility of new coach Darvin Ham to figure out Russ. I, I don't think he's figure outable. <laughs> how, how, how do you figure out what he is? Because it's everything that he's not. And I've told you I've had these trusted longtime NBA sources who keep saying, hey, He's the same guy he was in Oklahoma City and in Houston, Washington. He, he just wasn't in the spotlight. spotlight. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's playing alongside an all-time great player and another all-time pretty great player. And all of a sudden, he's getting exposed mm-hmm. because he's on the national spotlit stage night after night, and he's horrible. Right. He's, he's, he, he's comedy. As you borrow Kevin's phrase, this S.H. is is comical. Comical. We were doing blooper reels to clown music every day because it was either laughably sad or just plain laughable. Yeah,
2: because the the, the difference is, Skip, Laker Nation have an expectation. When you've seen the litany of great players that's played, that's that's adorned the purple and gold, from Baylor to West to Chamberlain to Kareem to Magic to Worthy to Shaq to to, uh, Kobe, All these great players that have worn that jersey, you can't come here and say, well, I did it over there. They don't care. The Laker Nation is the tree falling in the forest. If you don't do it here, it didn't happen. Does a tree make a sound if it falls and nobody hears it? know, we know it does. But the Lakers said, I don't care about no triple-doubles. You ain't getting them here. You're not leading us nowhere. It's just like LeBron. They're like, we not, we, you're not finna put up all these murals over all over town and everybody talking about how great you are. We know how great you were in Cleveland. Yeah. We know how great you were in Miami. What
1: you, go, what you gonna do for us? It got so bad for Russell West Brick last year that he'd be left wide open in the corner, the short corner three. And, and all of the arena is saying, no. Don't shoot it. Don't shoot it. He was statistically the worst three-point shooter in all of basketball, and it wasn't even close.
2: Yeah, and then he blamed us. He blamed the media. He blamed, I can't bring my, fam- my family yeah. to
1: the game. Well, okay. Well, what about Make your play? shots. They shouldn't want to see you play. You playing that bad. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not going to get fixed. It's not fixable. No. And I, do I think Darvin Ham would stand up to us and say, go sit at the end of the bench? I do. Yeah. Okay, and then how's Russ going to respond? Well, you know how how he's
2: going to respond, Skip. But I just don't know how you turn a 30% three-point shooter into a 40% three-point shooter. That's just too big of a gap. I don't know how you do that, Skip. How how do you say
1: we're going to make him a corner three specialist? How? Nope. I would send him home. I think he's untradeable <laughs> because nobody's going to take the $47 million off your hand. They will. They will, Skip, they'll take contract. it off his
2: hand. But they want both of those first-round picks, I'll 27
1: and 29. But she's not going to do that. And
2: if I for Kyrie, delay, I believe she'll do it. No. I believe she'll do it for Kyrie. Not for I
1: believe, Kyrie. She'll do it for Kyrie. The only reason you want Kevin Durant to get traded is so that they will then have to trade Kyrie for nothing. What you mean for nothing? Russell, two first-round picks or something. What do you mean nothing? So you go from last year's preseason favorite to dregs of the earth? Is that what you want? You want to start over? No, no, Skip. Y'all,
2: you're going to get good value for Kevin Durant. Mm. You're going to get good value for Kyrie. Yep.
1: You, you, hey, you, you're not going to be also Rand. Mm. I will bet you by the end of this coming basketball <laughs> season that privately, Darvin Ham will tell his assistant coaches, I had no idea what I was getting into here. Darvin
2: That's Hamm, what he'll say. If Darwin Ham would have had here, he'd pull it all out. He will pull it all out.
1: <laughs> Starting with Russell Westbrook's issues, because they are going to be front and center. Yeah. And I can't wait for the first, fourth quarter in which Russ rides the pine.
2: Well, We, we, we saw how it looked last year when, when Frankie B did it. <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> I believe Rob Palenka, I believe Jenny, I believe they've given him the authority. We need you to do what's in the best interest of this team. Now, if Russ if that means Russ going to the bench in the fourth quarter, if that means Russ being the sixth man, now I believe benching him in the fourth quarter is a lot easier than making him the sixth
1: man. I agree. Yep. I agree. Good luck. <laughs>
2: okay, Ransom. Good luck.
0: Be a dull moment unfolding during that soap opera that is the Lakers this year. All right, moving on to another take soap it. opera We're on the opposite Gibson. coast.
2: Good Who day. has the inside you yeah. track,
0: you guys think, to start for the Panthers? Baker or Sam Darnold? That's coming up next. No mercy. Saturday, it's Baseball Night in America on Fox. Jose Altuve leads the Astros against Acuna Jr. and the Braves. Or Pete Alonso and the Mets look to fend off those surging Phillies for perhaps Mariners aids. It all goes down Saturday, 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. As of this morning, there is no clear frontrunner in the Panthers' QB battle between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Head coach Matt Rule made that clear yesterday when he spoke to reporters. Take a listen.
1: We haven't decided 100%. So we're, we're both guys going to get reps. How we do it, whether it's by period or by day, uh, we're, we're going to uh, decide that today uh, in meetings this afternoon. So um, just want to make sure both guys get you know two minute with the ones and all those different things. So we'll probably break it up by period, um, but uh, you know we haven't really gotten all, all the specifics of that yet.
0: The drama continues. Mm. Shannon, do you like the way Rule is handling this competition?
2: I love it. He's giving both guys a fair opportunity to win the job. He says he's not going to pick the quarterback. He's going to let their play determine who's going to be the starting quarterback opening day. And he says, look, I'm going to look to get both guys opportunity with the runs, two minutes, you know, skip no huddle, all that things. So nobody can say, well, I ain't really get a fair chance. You're going to give each guy. Skip, Baker doesn't have the pedigree like a Matt Ryan to go in and says, okay, he's the starter. Or to go in there like another like a Deshaun. Oh, he's the starter. Baker doesn't have that type of pedigree to be able to walk into a franchise that knew, uh, you know, three weeks ago and says, I'm the starting quarterback. So he's putting it up. And it the, it, let the best man win. If the best man is Baker, so be it. If the best man is Sam Darnold, so be it. Neither guy has earned the right to says, oh, he's the starter for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to let y'all determine it this week. You got two practices against the Patriots, and you got a game on Friday or Saturday night. I believe coming out of this, these practices, coming out of this game, Skip, I believe he'll name a starter for, the op- for opening week. Mm.
1: So to, once again on this show, quote the great Kevin Durant, this SH is comical. <laughs> this SH is really comical. From a distance, this is increasing lunacy to me. You know how I feel. Baker Mayfield is way better than Sam Darnold. I think they know it, but they're not going to give in to it because their pride is invested in Sam Darnold. So think about this. Baker is thrust once again into a new situation with a new head coach and a new coordinator for whom I had very little respect when he was the head coach of the New York Football Giants. Ben McAdoo, <laughs> with his Cheesecake Factory <laughs> menu. menu, up over his face. Or a play sheet, yeah, yeah. So you're trying to learn the McAdoo attack, and you're you're only getting half the reps. So you you are you are undermining your your ability to win. While you're hedging your bets with Sam Darnold, you're undermining the the ability of both quarterbacks to seize complete control of the offense with the reps that they deserve. As the starter. Do you believe one guy has outplayed the other in practice and
2: has deserved the right to be the get all the first I, team reps?
1: I, I'm going on David Newton, who covers for ESPN and other reports I read in the Charlotte Observer. It sounds like the groundswell there is that Baker has outplayed Sam Dark. Okay. It sounds like everybody is assuming it's Baker's job to lose. Well, again, you, you are undercutting his ability to maximize his potential in In Carolina, if you don't give him more reps to figure out how to run an offense, he doesn't know.
2: But I think that's the thing, Skip. We got a week. I believe, okay, this week we got two practices and we have a game. I believe that's going to be plenty enough time. I believe they come out of this game with a starting quarterback week one. That's more than enough reps to get. So that'll be the the 19th or the 20th. And so the first game is, what, the 12th of September. So, Skip, you're looking at almost a month for Baker Mayfield to get the lion's share of the reps moving forward in order to get ready for opening day against the, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. So I believe this is more than enough time. Whomever plays the best, practices the best, and comes out of this week, that's going to be the starter. They're naming a okay. starter after this game. Okay.
1: I got it. But for Baker, this would be gold if you gave him every first-string rep against Bill Belichick's defense for two straight scrimmage practice. What if he stunk it up? Well, he won't stink it How up. How do you know that? It up. I just know. No, I don't know that. Well, he, Sam Darnold will stink it up worse. <laughs> that, that'll that be <laughs> the, <laughs> the issue. I have a, a distinct feel. I've told you this from the start. This team could be a breakout surprise team if Baker is the starter from week one because he gets to go against his old team, Carolina. Oh, they're
2: going to put, put some money.
1: Hey. They're going to put some money. Th- this is a situation made Miles for the underdog. Garrett. Jadavian made. Clowney, Good. Bring Denzel on. Ward. Rebuilt offensive line. Okay. Oh, Cle- Cle- you're talking about offensive
2: line. Really? Mm. You think the line is comparable to Cleveland's? Oh. McCaffrey, D.J. Moore. Okay. You want me to keep going? Uh, yeah, we already got cases to do. We already
1: got three cases. I, so we I'll good. do five cases. What? Oh, God. Okay, right, right. I'll do five cases if Baker starts. Yeah. Y'all know I they, mean, they Baker has Yeah, I want him to start. Against Jacoby. I want him to start now. We know it's going to be Jacoby. Oh, Jacoby. Respect. You love him? Yeah. The the Carolina defense came on down the stretch last year. They were pretty good. No, they I mean, were his not. This team is much better than you think it is, especially if you had a fire starter at quarterback. Uh, a former two-time walk-on who's walking on at Carolina, but you have to give him the job early enough that that. No, he can't... we're not
2: giving you no job. You earned the job. I just told you. Okay. I, and, and when I when I started, he hasn't earned the right to just okay. get the job well, handed well, to him. Here's the problem:
1: they won't give it up on Sam Darnold. They made a mistake. Now, now Skip. swallow it and move on. Skip. That's what you got to do.
2: At any point in time, if Baker plays, it will have telling, told you they have given up on Sam Donald. They've got to pay him regardless, mm-hmm. whether they release him, whether he's the starter, whether he's not the starter. Okay. So if he's not the starter, it's telling you okay. they so believe if, if someone. you
1: follow the money, as we learn in Watergate, follow <laughs> the money. The money goes to Sam Darnold. He, he makes 19 million. Baker makes chicken feed compared to that. Yeah. $19 million. And. Well, he
2: played chicken last okay. year, so he eats no, chicken feed. Well, he was hurt. Hey, okay. I, don't know, I don't know nothing yeah. about and that. They
1: gave a second rounder, a fourth rounder, and a sixth rounder mm-hmm. for Sam Darnold, and they bet on the wrong guy. And, and it was a miserable failure last year, and they had they, to eat
2: They were it. playing good until C got hurt. Okay. C Everything is going to be predicated on C-Mac staying healthy, D.J. Moore staying healthy. Uh, If those guys can stay healthy, you might have a chance. I don't see you as a playoff team. I don't see you as a wild card team, but I think you'll be a lot better than what you were last
1: year. Mm. I got wild card with Baker. This is a situation made for him. The chip is back on his shoulder. He walked on and won a Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma. He will walk on at Carolina effectively and take them to a yeah, wild playoff Yeah, but unfortunately, there, no te-
2: there, there are no bad teams. There are no TCUs. No,
1: nope, there are none. I, I got it. Tampa, going to put something on you. Okay, it's time to cut bait with Sam Darnold, but I don't now think now that's you, smart
2: now you, now you already talking about it's time to cut bait. Well, well you, you got to go. You you got to move forward. You got to cut your losses. Yep, yeah, I get today, I get tomorrow, and I get the game. In order to evaluate these two young men mm-hmm. to say, who's going to be my opening day starter? What's the rush? It's almost like you want them to hand, hand Baker the job before he gets an opportunity to stink it up.
1: Mm. You are also clinging to your pride because you said Sam Darnold should be the first pick in that draft. And I think that's wrong. And I think Baker will fulfill his first I think, status. No, no,
2: no, no no, 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 no. There's no way he can fill it because Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are better than Baker Mayfield. We got a
1: lot of football left. We ain't got, we got, got a lot of football left. A lot of
2: football left. Well, you
1: believe, Baker, you believe Baker's going to win an MVP? No. You never know. I know. You yep. know. They know. I believe he can win playoff games as the leader of a
2: franchise. Oh, kind of like, like Lamar's won a playoff game already? Mm-hmm. Like Josh Allen's won a playoff game already? Okay. So? One, so right? One and one. Let me ask you a question. As general manager, who you think they take? They take Baker or they take Lamar Jackson? They take
1: Baker or Josh Allen? I guarantee you won't find one guy. W- let's ask him after this season. You could ask him after this let's season? Let's ask him going into next season. Let's, let's see what happens when Baker hits the free agent market you can ask, off winning You can ask them after the 17-year games.
2: locust return. Mm. Nothing's going to change. Mm. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are better than Baker Mayfield.
1: Well, Baker Mayfield is way better than Sam Darnold, which is all that matters at this point in time. Well, we'll see. And the clown show in Carolina is now undercutting Baker Mayfield because hey, anybody he, undercutting well, it, you want him to have the job before he can stink it up yeah, and, and lose well, it. You, you have to learn how to play the position in a new offense. You got to have reps. He he gonna have to have a month.
2: Yeah. If he if he does what if he does what you believe he'll do, he'll have a month to get it ready.
1: The other problem is. They love Sam Darnold as a guy because he's a good guy. You think he's a good guy? Baker can be a little jerky, but Baker can be a little snarky. Baker can be a little. Can he play hard football? He be with.
2: good at football. Yes, he is. He okay? Did I you ain't see good. the
1: throw he made to one Robbie Anderson the other day? Like Sam Darnold can't do. I, this.
2: I saw the touchdown Sam
1: Darnold yeah. throw. Do you see that touchdown Sam Darnold, Darnold made? His back. He found one to Rashard Higgins. Yeah, he was Baker's favorite target. What they got to do that? with they in Cleveland anymore. Yeah. Can we see that play oh, real quick? Goodness. I got to see it one more time. Here we go. Jeez. Baker Mayfield takes it right in the chops. He gets hit by two on rushing defenders and hits Robbie Anderson right in the hands at the goal line from 60 yards away. Not an easy throw, but he's healthy. He's finally healthy. Perfect spiral right in his hands. I don't want any part of that because I didn't want any part of Baker Mayfield man, you, don't the good, with. Girl, you know good Man, you don't go where that man, that man took a shot. Know. That man took know. a shot. Shannon Sharp catches that ball. That man so took I a shot. You, you you have to pay the price for your quarterback yeah. unless you don't want him to be your quarterback because you came up through the ranks and with the Jets with Sam Darnold, right? Right. Okay? So, there you go. So, Baker's guy, Rashard Higgins, said, I'll catch this one for Sam Darnold. But that was a lot more difficult. Sam guy said, "I'm not going to catch this one for Baker Mayfield." The Robbie
2: Anderson catch yep. was a lot more difficult than well, the uh, well, Higgins was, catch.
1: But it's it's an NFL catch that has to be made. Mm-hmm. It's a touchdown. If he hangs on, we're having a big different conversation right now. But even you, the Hall of Famer, admitted yesterday that was a that was a throw. That was a, that was a great throw. Ooh. Yeah, no question about it. Ooh-hoo. No question about it. I gave him credit. Yeah. It was a and great took throw. Shots right in the chops. That's what he'll that. do for a team. Yeah. Just give him the job and no. We're not. Out. Did Matt Rule tell you he's not giving the job? He's not picking the side. It. Well, it's it's just clear as the nose on.
2: my well, face. It'll, it'll be it'll be no. even. It, so if it's clear, it'll be even crystal clear. It'll be even clearer mm. after the
1: game. Well, as we speak, those two are going up against Bill Belichick. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Right? If, Unfortunately, have, yep. we can't watch it. Yep. But we'll read about it. Yep. Hey,
0: Skip. Speaking of going up against. Joint practices just started today. Punches already thrown this morning and three oh. players have been tossed out. So it's getting good. They're letting <laughs> off some steam up there in Foxboro. <laughs> and speaking of Belichick, gentlemen, does he have anything up his sleeve to get this Patriots offense going this season? No. Does he ever not have something off his sleeve? That's coming up when we come back. No mercy. Bill Belichick still hasn't named an offensive coordinator, even after the Patriots' season opener. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge splitting those duties during the first preseason game. Belichick says, though, no, it's not a competition. Belichick and Patricia both asked about the situation yesterday. Take a listen.
1: We don't have time for that. <laughs> but I appreciate the question. I really do. I, I know I know how interested you are on that subject. and. I'd love to be able to shed a little more light on it, but it's, honestly, it's a much longer conversation. We, we follow Coach Belichick's lead, you know, I mean, it's obviously we're just, I'm just trying to do my job to the best ability, whatever he asked me to do uh, on any given day. No, we're, we're 100% just trying to make sure that we do everything as possible as coaches to allow our players to go do everything they can on the field, that's what's important, not the rest of it, if that makes any sense. Sure.
0: Some teams what? have quarterback competitions. I don't know. That's a offensive coordinator question. Shannon, have you ever heard of a situation like this? I've
2: never heard it, never seen it. Now I was in a situation, Skip, where we alternated quarterbacks every single play. <laughs> so and how did that work it out? didn't work out very well for it did work out very well and for and that us. was bubby and no that no, was, uh, was in, that the, was under coach priest, reeves uh, sean moore and uh tommy
1: maddox tommy, tommy maddox, tommy maddox yeah. in 92
2: was a rookie rookie yeah, yeah. okay yeah uh it. so skip for me no i've never heard this before i've never seen this before but this is coach belichick he likes doing things unconventional and then getting away with it that's what that's a part of his genius Is to do things that nobody else will attempt to do. No other other head coach would even think about doing something of this magnitude. Okay, you're up. You call plays this series. Okay, you're up, Joe uh, Joe Judge. You call plays. I believe it's going to be Matt Patricia. I've always thought it was going to be Patricia or Joe Judge calling the plays. I never thought for a second that Coach Belichick uh, was going to call those plays. He don't want that kind of criticism. He likes he likes being the genius on the defensive side of the football. Let's not mess that up by trying to call plays because you no, there there's nothing good there's nothing good that can come out of Coach Belichick calling offensive plays. Mm-hmm. I believe when it's all said and done, I believe it'll be Matt Patricia calling the plays because Skip, you don't need two voices in the quarterback's ear. You need one. He needs to know okay, Matt's calling the plays or Joe Judge is calling the plays. I believe it's going to be Matt Patricia. And that's the way they're going to go about it. This is very unconventional. This is very unorthodox. But this is very patriot.
1: Mm. So for the last time on the show today, to quote the great Kevin Durant, (laughs) this SH is comical. (laughs) We don't even need the is. This SH comical. Yes. Because it is. It's comical to me. From a distance, I've never seen anything like this it's not like you took two young offensive coaches and said, I'm going to have a little competition here to see which of you has the best command of play calling. Right. Because your expertise is on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. You've been raised in our offensive system. Yeah. You're taking Coach Pencil, the former defensive coordinator. He has been a head coach in Detroit, so he had some control command of the offense. If that's right? what you want to call it. I guess. And now you're – you're having him compete with Joe Judge, a special teams coach who was a head coach right. for the New York Football
2: Skip, Giants. we both heard mm-hmm. of co-offensive coordinators. They had that at USC with Elaine Kiffin and Steve Sarkisian. Mm-hmm. We've seen co,
1: but there's only one guy calling the plate. Okay, but both of them <clears throat> came from offensive backgrounds right. yes. where they had quarter, they were quarterbacks yes. themselves. Yes, and their their expertise, all of their training it's was on that side yes. of the ball. Yes, yes. Well. Neither of these guys were trained right. offensively at all. And, and it's like Belichick thumbing his nose at the system whereby you go out and find the next hot offensive guru to replace Josh McDaniels. Right. He's like, no, I'm going to keep it in-house. I'm going to keep it with my disciples, two guys I completely trust who are completely and utterly loyal to me, which gives me the leeway to call some plays myself because they're just going to do his bidding. Right. There's going to be more scripting, more pregame scripting right. for early drives, right. where the first 15 or 20 or whatever you script, it, it's going to come from Belichick. Right. And, and I'm sorry, I disagree with your take about Belichick wants to lay in the weeds and not take the responsibilities. Again, I grew up in this business around the Great and powerful Tom Landry, mm-hmm. Thomas Wade Landry. Well, well he was a cornerback by trade. Yeah, he was, a, he was a defensive coordinator he a, he, with the he, Giants that's what I'm saying. He when Lamarta was with and and he invented a defense called the Flex. flex. He created it. He yep. perfected it. Where he's offsetting the line. Yes. It, was, it was pretty bizarre. Yeah, yep. and most of the players thought it was pretty kooky. Yep. but... But it worked. Yes. It worked because you had two tall Jones and Har- Randy White right. and Harvey, Harvey Mark- Martin. Yeah. Okay. But so- Skip,
2: you, and he also had the, the offensive line. You yeah. go to the line and you Did get you up and this? then you get okay. down okay. of your stance. I, I got you it. You shifted
1: into motion. But he <laughs> insisted to the detriment of the great Roger Staubach calling plays. Yeah. So he ran the offense because he wanted to be perceived as a defensive and offensive genius. Right. And Roger told me after he quit, it was in part because he was suffering concussions Mm -hmm. at age 38, but he didn't start until he was 28. Right. But but he said, I just wanted to call my own plays. Right. And after a while, I couldn't take it anymore because a a lot of the great cowboy plays in history, Roger changed in the huddle. Right. And and Tom didn't love it. Right. But but some of the big bombs to Drew Pearson Pearson. came from plays that Roger called. Right. But my point is that, that Belichick is still in, in, in a down-to-the-wire battle with Tom Brady for credit and legacy. Right. And for him to be able to call plays in and in, in they have a big year where Mac Jones takes another quantum leap, well, you don't think he'd want credit for being the offensive genius also?
2: Maybe, but this is what we do know about him, Skip. Most of the hires have always come from within. He's always promoted from within. He's never gone outside. Every coordinator, when Charlie Weiss left, it was, boom, uh, what was it, uh, I think it was, no, it was Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then it was then Bill O'Brien. Bill. Yep. And then Josh McDaniels he came, came back, back after, you know, he came back. And if you look at the defensive side of the football. It was Romeo. And then basically what they do, they always promote from within. Coach Belichick doesn't go outside. It's not almost like he's not trusting. Or if he you come in, you're going to – Basically, you're going to just get coffee and donuts for the first three or four years to that see if correct. he can trust
1: you. Okay, and that's what his son Steve did on the defensive side yeah. and has earned his stripes. And now it looks like Steve will call the defensive signals right. with Bills overseeing, obviously, right. and input. Right. But you, you can't tell me that this isn't designed for Belichick to call some of the plays.
2: Well, they but, to have but,
1: way more input than he had with Josh.
2: Yeah, but, um, but I tell you what, they better get this right. Because we saw how well Mac Jones played in his rookie season. We don't need, you don't need him to have a sophomore slump.
1: And you don't need two people I, in his I, ear. I'm telling you, I pity this kid yeah. when he's got Matt Patricia and Joe <laughs> Judge in his ear and he's not even sure who's who, right?
2: right? And they say, well, Matt Patricia started on the offensive side. Yeah, 20 years ago. No. He ain't been on the, He ain't been on the offensive side in 20 years. Huh? Joe That's... Judge probably
1: has never been on the offensive side of the football. Let's see, they lost a playoff game in which Belichick's defense gave up 47 points. You sure about this genius label? You sure about it? He had a bad game. Somewhere, Tom Brady is chuckling. He had a bad game. He's chuckling over this whole scenario. It's okay he had a bad game. Because this SH comical. He's had a bad game.
0: (laughs) Hey, guys, guess what? College football season just right around the corner. Go Tigers. But... Moving on in the SEC, do you think the tide will roll to another national title? Mm. That and much more coming up here on Undisputed in just a moment. No mercy. In the preseason college football AP poll, it is Alabama who finds themselves ranked number one. The tide returning Heisman Trophy winner and projected top 10 pick Bryce Young at quarterback. Don't forget, last year, Bama lost in the national title game to Georgia. Shannon, SEC football, do you guarantee that Alabama will win another title this season?
2: No, because uh, Ohio State's loaded. Uh, This is going to be easy for them. I do understand that they bring uh, uh, Bryce Young, who's the the reigning Heisman Trophy back. I believe they bring back the best defensive player in all of college football last year, Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. 17 and a half sacks, 31 tackles for loss. Um, But Ohio State with Stroud uh, and Jigba. And Marvin Harrison Jr., who came on like gang gangbusters mm-hmm. in the Rose Bowl, yep. that freshman running back—they're loaded again. Mm. And Skip, you know, in Alabama, you got to run that SEC gauntlet. Mm. Georgia, although they j- lost five first-round draft picks on the defensive side of the football, yep. they bring a ton of the, those guys. Uh, ton uh, Jalen Carter's back. Mm-hmm. Nolan Smith is back. Yep. Stetson Bennett, uh, but that He's tight not- end, Brock Bowers. Yep. I, I love that. I love him that him. tight end. And, and, and that's the thing, Skip. You've got to run that gauntlet. You, you, there's no way to dodge a Georgia because you're probably going to see them in the SEC championship game mm. if you make it that far. We right. know the Auburn, the Auburn, Alabama, what that means. LSU... Might not be as good as what they've been in the past, but they'll play Alabama tough. No, I'm not guarantee it. Mm. Um, they lost Jamison Williams. They lost Mechie. They lost, some, they lost some, some, some some big-time players on the offensive side of the football. I know, but you
1: have the best defensive player and the best offensive player in the land, right? Yeah, but— And, and you don't have your courage of conviction who, this year? I
2: mean, look, they got a couple of transfers. Uh, uh, transfers mm-hmm. uh, Gibbs, uh, Jermaine Burton, who played yep. at the University of Georgia last mm-hmm. year. But no,
1: don't they still have Saint Nick?
2: Oh, the Saint Nick gonna be oh. a Saint Saint Nick. I have him ready on the road at Texas, second oh. game of the season. So, I mean, I mean, up a scale, I mean, but guess what? They 15th straight year uh, Alabama has reached number
1: one. Mm. This is the ninth nice time mm. that they started the season preseason number one pick. Mm. But guess who has started the season ten times as the AP's number one overall pick? The University of Oklahoma Sooners. How many Ten national? Ten How many national championships? How many championships y'all got? More than you. No, you don't. Not in football. You don't. Yeah. Not football. You don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that it's back. It is time to troll Tide because I control Tide like nobody can. Because you played you with the Vanderbilt. Guess what? Vanderbilt at the SEC Media Day actually got one first place vote in the SEC. Got from, what? I don't know who. who it was. I don't know. Texas A&M got one vote. We got one vote. Really? I have friends at Texas A&M, and I told them, I'm embarrassed by this, but I don't know how we got one. I don't but either. we got one. So we, <laughs> you better beware of the comments. Y'all haven't won, Skip, you haven't won an SEC game in, like, forever. It's okay. So, here's my favorite stat of the day. Since the 2010 season, the Crimson Tide has been preseason number one seven times in the USA Today Coaches poll. Yeah. Seven times, including this season. They finished at the the, the top of the poll only one time in those years. So, this does not predict success at all. In fact… it it more often predicts failure because the coaches poll has gone back for 30 years and only four times have the the coaches picked the right team that finished number one. Four in 30 years, Mm -hmm. right? At least one of them would have been Bama. All I cared about about the AP poll was that my Sooners are ranked ninth and stinking Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans are 14th where they should be. They stole our quarterback. They stole most of our good skill players. But we still got the cupboard is not bare at OU because we still are ninth in the country. And we might be a dark horse to play Bama in the National Civil and knock them off. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Beware Dylan Gabriel, my new quarterback from UCF. He's magic. He's the magic man. Y'all not magic anything? No, I think we are.
2: I'm just trying to figure out how y'all got a vote. Who voted? Who voted Vanderbilt? I
1: don't know. I don't know. I wanted the voter outed. Yeah, 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 exactly. I want to know what's the affiliation? What's the background? Do you cover the Commodores or I don't know? Maybe somebody knows something you don't know. No, no, no. If you gave Vanderbilt a vote, you know nothing. Well, are you sure about that? I'm
2: one thousand percent sure. Well we might skip just, we might outthink you. <laughs> right. If it was Please. a debate, if it was a debate or something, okay, yeah. I got uh-huh. I'm all with Vanderbilt. Y'all ain't winning no football. Mm-hmm. Baseball,
1: if it was baseball, Skip, I give For you sure. that. Yeah, we're just loaded. We're Not loaded. in football. Basketball, Not in football. We got a shot. Not We've in got football. Our Scottie Pippen Juniors. Yeah. We've got our Darius Garland's.
2: Basically, y'all just keep stacking that money. SEC, y'all keep getting that 70, 80, 100
1: million dollars every we year.
2: We do. To get, to, to get beat true. down. To get, get beat,
1: beat down? Beat down. <laughs> So yeah. I, I love it that you don't have courage of your convictions about Saint Nick's team. No, this year. I, no, not this year. Shaky. no, not this year. No, not this year. You fear the Bulldogs from your home state. Oh yeah,
2: Georgia's defense will be ready. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Offensively, leaves a lot, a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. But because they're so strong defensively, they give their offense short fields. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State is a team that
1: concerns me. Really? So you're picking Ohio State to win? They, it concer- all? they concern. They concerns me. Really? Yeah. Huh? I kind of like my Sooners' chance. You Sooners know nowhere. Brent Venables.
0: Well, Skip, I've got your back on the troll tide front, so you just let me know what you
2: you need. Rounding out your top five, guys.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Purple and gold till I die, always. (laughs) Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame round out that top five. All right, guys, when we come back, what was Mike McCarthy impressed with after that Cowboys preseason opener? Skip was so disappointed. Skip and Shannon (laughs) discussed that one when we come back. No mercy. All right, speaking of the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy finding a silver lining in that Cowboys preseason opening loss. He was penalized 17 times. But McCarthy said, quote, I don't know if I ever recall having only two missed tackles in the first preseason game. Shannon, what's your reaction?
2: He should be worried about them 17 penalties. That's what he should be worried about. And 22 got called. 17 <laughs> accepted. Go what, ahead. What about a special team, Skip? You had, to bring back a, you had to bring back a kicker that you cut two years ago because he couldn't get the job no, we, done.
1: We don't have a kicker. Well,
2: you got Brett the fret. He's I, back. I, I, that's what he is. He's Brett the fret. <laughs> but, but Skip, this I is, can't even believe it. This, this is, is a nightmare. This is no, where well, you know you're reaching. I ain't never seen a situation like this. We only missed two
1: tackles. In the first preseason game, I can't remember anything like that. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, it finally really, really... <laughs> Really applies for me to say this sh comical. <laughs> this sh really comical. This, this sh is all time comical. Guy. That's your guy. this is my 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 head coach. Yes, he he's gone kooky. He's gone oddball. He he's gone goofball on me. He's he's trying to rave about. We only missed two tackles in the first preseason. Get what? to try to take the focus off those 17 penalties yeah 22 called 17 accepted 22 it's got to be some kind of record
0: (laughs) all right gentlemen we're out of time unfortunately but we are back tomorrow morning that's it for us here on undisputed